0: following program is rated tv mal it contains strong language and is intended only for it's showtime it's showtime ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode here of circle Debate podcast episode 153 ladies and gentlemen señoras y señores welcome once again here to circle Debate podcast capítulo 153 of you know i've been seeing of course i'm here with my man my blood, mi hermano. Oh my! Oh, hey, what is going on? Torque wrestling, what's going on? My man, right here. Ladies and gentlemen, that is right. What is going on? Out. Let's go.
1: It's good.
0: The log play out. <laughs> you gotta let it out. You gotta let it play out.
1: Yep. Niggas that could tough in the hood to the wolves call. <laughs> Bitches let a drink in the club to the wolves right. Surrounded by the sheep in the street to the wolves car. Everyone right. strip on the floor. We the wolves done.
2: Who could fuck with the Nero? I got a Snyder extended clip, so who want to play him? Go bad shit like Ozzy. I was born. Ooh, it out out. Oh, you, oh out. you pull up in your harmless. I dropped break. that shit.
0: Oh, yeah. I love it. Love
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> up? What up? What up? Love doing this every Sunday and back home. You know what I mean? With my brother, Ivan. Absolutely.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And shout out to everybody in the chat. What is going on? Right. More truck wrestling. What is going on? J-Man, what's going on? That's oh, right. What's going on, J-Man? Just top, baby. You, what is going on? And yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have a stack show today. So much shit that we are oh, I need. got the
1: shakes that'll make you quake. I got the fries that'll cross your eyes. Mm -hmm. I got the burgers that'll... I just got burgers.
0: We got everything, well, burgers maybe later on today, maybe, maybe maybe later on. That's a maybe. But before we even start with anything coming up, if you see right above us, and as well if you read it down below, make sure you subscribe and follow not only Circle Debate, but also... Part of the Bloodline Entertainment Network because you're also watching this on the Bloodline Entertainment Network YouTube channel and Twitch. Make sure you follow and subscribe and follow all over social, all those social media platforms. And the sexy website, BloodlineNetwork.com, for all your sports and entertainment. Go there and check it out with the incredible articles, of course, from Brett, from Bakley, from Mock Draft Guide, from NFL Fantasy, Baseball Fantasy from Streets, Texas Ranger. Man, you got it all right there on the network.com. Make sure you guys hit go and check out the web, sexy website and get everything, all you need in one place. And that is BloodlineNetwork.com. Also, don't forget, subscribe and follow us as well on The Bloodline Entertainment Network because we're them ones, baby. We're them ones, baby. Throw, throw it up. Throw it up. We are them ones. All right, now it's time to get into the action. There's a lot of professional wrestling happening next weekend. Of course, we're not going to be available next weekend because we're going to be pretty much doing watch-alongs, most like with the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Some of us will be out of town, but we possibly will be back Monday. Uh, hopefully so, depending on everybody's schedule because it's, a you know, the holiday weekend. But those, you know, holiday weekend, we have nothing but a lot of pro wrestling. So we're going to start with the one, happening on Friday, just to knock it out of the park, then that is, of course, Impact Under Siege coming to you this Friday, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central, and 5 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on Impact Plus. Make sure. what a Yes, the a predictions. Yes, Bakley. Yes, the predictions so is happening. This is a prediction show, and this is a stack card, De Niro. This is, and, and pull it up right here. Let me show you the card that we have. So we do have the countdown. We have a digital championship, uh, Joe Hendry against a Dirty Dango. And, of course, we have Steve Macklin, I mean, uh, Nick Aldis versus Kenny King. We do have a design versus Sammy Callahan, Rich Swan, and a mystery partner. You have the Impact World Tag Team Championship, ABC, defending it against uh, Subculture, which is Mark Andrews and I uh, forgot the other guy's name, Jesus Christ, uh, Flash Gordon who was part, both of them were part of NXT UK. You have the number one-contendership matchup there, the winner between, of course, uh, Eddie Edwards, Moose, and uh, Yuya. And you have Alex Shelley, Frank Kazarian, and Jonathan Gresham for that. Whoever wins that will get a shot at the, at the Impact World title. You do have the X Division Championship on the line, Trey Miguel versus Chris Saban. You have Trinity making her pay-per-view debut, As she'll be facing Giselle Shaw, you have the Impact Knockouts Women's Heavyweight Championship on the line. You have Jordan Grace challenging Deanna Perrazzo for that belt. If Jordan Grace loses, she can never get a title shot ever again. That is if is still champion. In the main event, of course, you have the Impact World Championship. Steve Macklin defending it against PCO. All that is happening on friday and man what a stacked show man oh man that's your guess what's going on what is going on ah the notorious dlm what is going on Guy, my that's brother my brother yes that's right bloodline brother right there what is going on man yes and the subculture are good are good signing yes they are they're a good signing and i'm happy for them that andrews and Gordon are there great pickup for impact but now that you see the card DeNiro, what are your thoughts about this Friday? And which match are you looking forward to, actually, as a matter
1: of fact?
2: Yeah, that card is stacked, man. Shout-out to Impact Wrestling, yo. The the best-kept secret in fucking professional wrestling. I don't care what anybody says. Like, damn. Always putting on quality shows every Thursday. That card is stacked. I really am interested in that number one contendership match because look at all the talent. You got your originals and Alex Shelley and Kazarian. You got some of your up-and-comers like Yuya. You have Moose, who's on the rise right now, and former champion himself. You have uh, Jonathan Gresham, former Ring of Honor champion. So a lot of talent in that matchup. Always stoked to see ABC. Big fan of uh, Ace Austin. Big fan of Chris Bay. Love that. Um, main event, you know, PCO, to be honest, I, am, I like him. I give him all the credit in the world for pulling off some of the shit that he does at his age still. But, yeah, you know, I think that it's time that we give – Macklin some better opponents. Like I'm hoping that we'll get Nick Aldis versus Macklin. When Nick Aldis, in my opinion, beats Kenny King, we'll see. But definitely, it looks like a stacked show. Really excited to see the impact. Uh, I, is it her in ring? You said her in ring debut for Trinity. Oh, uh, for pay per view. She already right, made her so debut. Her pay-per-view. Ready, yeah, for pay per view. Yeah, Trinity it. because you know I feel like that was a great move for her. Impact wrestling is always had probably the best women's division with the knockouts so you know this is going to be a real make it or break it time for trinity i think that she's going to do great though so i'm excited
0: oh absolutely i'm excited too i think uh just this card is stacked as hell and i know that we don't we don't dare to talk about impact i know it just there's so much you know in the world of profession the rest of them we got to talk about but you know soon we will soon we will have something just to focus on it. i know we've been saying that but it, we we'll find out the time and the availability, but this overall, like how Bakley's mentioned, Trey and Saban, I'm looking forward. This is Saban probably last opportunity to get at the exhibition title. I mean, he's already up there, you know, age-wise, you know, even though age is only a number, but him and Shelly, I mean, they've done tremendously great for impact. You know, you could say they're pretty much uh, one of the mountain rush wars for the tag teams. And, you know, we can debately speak about their singles as well. I mean, both former. I I think I believe Alex never won the world champion, that he? Or only just say
2: he never won the world champion. He's a multi-time X division champion, multi-time tag champion. I, I definitely would say that the Motor City Machine Guns are definitely Mount Rushmore for tag teams in TNA. I would even say they're in Mount Rushmore for uh, for the X division. I mean, if you look back at the stats, I don't think anybody been in more Ultimate X matches than Chris Sabin. That's like, true. He's been in the from the first one. My man was in the first Ultimate X match. Against Frankie Kazarian and Michael Shane, and he's been in Ultimate X matches like ever since. I think he's been like fucking twenty of them. So, gotta give him that Mount Rushmore spot for the X Division.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. And what's going on, Justin? Get your podcast. What's going on? Make sure to subscribe and follow them, man. Appreciate you, brother, for tuning in. And um, even though yeah, I'm with you too, because I don't, I don't feel, and no disrespect to PCO, I don't feel like he's a big high challenger for Mattlin but I. I'm hoping. I mean, this is what his first title defense. Hopefully, by then, you know it'll get bigger and bigger and bigger, just like Alexander did yeah. when his first run. You know, you, you gotta, gotta build it up. Yeah. yeah, you gotta build it up for Macklin. I give him some time, but I'm happy that he is the world, you know, world champion, and I feel he is underrated, and it's not giving him what credit to do. And I'm hoping. I can't wait to see the when you know Josh Alexander makes you know comes back. See him and Macklin, Oh, because that's the match we've been wanted to see. And I think they're going to turn out of the house once, you know, Alexander is fully recovered and he can, you know, make yeah. his return. Um, the one thing, yeah, I, right now I am loving ABC. They're doing tremendously great for that tag team division. They And then them being part of the Bullet Club too, and I'm like, I'm still like, oh, which side are you on? Are you the JY side? or you, you know, the, the, the Japan side? I don't know yet. I mean, they haven't really given no explanation. I mean – but NFC will basically got to say, I see Saban winning and cashing in the title for the cashing in the title for a world title again, possibly so.
1: how he won
0: the first time, yeah. That is very, very true. And Trey Miguel's and Saban, I think they're gonna oh, might be the sleeper match of the card. I think that's gonna be great to see. Uh, because you know, Sabin, he's still got a lot of fuel left in the, in the tank. Let's see if we can, you know, do it against Trey Miguel. That's gonna be interesting. The number one contendership. Uh, I hope it's Frankie Kazarian because I think Frankie gave a run to Macklin, and I think the story between them, I think you have the past of TNA impact versus the future of impact. and I feel you know, Kazarian could run with that. Oh, what is going on? My tribal chief, what is going on? My tribal chief, put the ones up for the tribal chief, what up, what up? that's right. Clarkson Wrestling Podcast, and you know, Trinity. I like this, you know, feud that she's going on, you know, with, you know, Jay McDowell and Savannah Evans and Giselle. It's cool. I mean, it's a good start for her. You no, know, I I know they want to put her in a title picture already. Maybe after the, you know, Grayson-Purazo match. If I feel it's too soon, 50-50. It's debatable, but I mean, I'd rather give, you know, Trinity some wins, give her some competition before she even competes for that title. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see how, you know, how it takes. See what J-Man got to say. PCO is a very good starting opponent for Macklin. Nothing like having your first successful title defense against a pro wrestling legend. Absolutely. But, I mean, is he a high? I don't say he's high. though. Unfortunately, I'm afraid I got some bad news with J-Man. I don't, think, I don't think he's ready yet. So, I mean, we'll see. We will wait and see. But, man, so make sure you tune in this Friday, starting off, you know, kick it with Impact Under Siege on Impact Plus, man. Support them, give them that support. So, ah, oh, man, looking forward to it. All right, and then we got another one here. Oh, man, NXT Battleground coming up. And let's see, hold on, let's see. We're gonna get to the chat before. Shouldn't get her shot at Bomb for Glory, most likely, yes. I can see that, yeah. I agree, yep, definitely, definitely. Are you guys talking about the second best wrestling from? <laughs> Impact wrestling is the best kept secret in professional races, how De says.
2: It's the most consistent wrestling show. I mean, to be honest, I put them above the WWE as in consistent, great shows. It's the most consistent show, and it's been like that for like the last six, seven years. So definitely, you know, I ain't arguing with that. Oh, no.
0: No, definitely. Definitely. But yes, man, it's it's time for some NXT Battlegrounds. It's happening that same Sunday where Double or Nothing is happening. I am questioning why they decided to do that. Along with, oh, I know
2: exactly why they're doing that shit. I
0: want to hear you you give break it down, brother. Yeah, you
2: you remember Tony Khan saying, "I'm not gonna take this shit." You play the clip. You
0: know what I mean? Because I'll tell
2: you if I'll put that shit in context for you.
0: Okay, I will definitely play. Where are you? Where
2: are you? Where are
3: you? I'm serious. I'm not gonna sit back and take this fucking shit
2: with the (laughs) okay look around, you know what I mean? Let me tell you something. The reason why I said that, to put that into context, is he was talking about, that was at All Out last year, right? He was talking about how the WWE combated a pay-per-view for AEW All Out by putting on the same weekend their show, which was Clash at the Castle, and then on the same day as All Out, you had NXT. The buy rate for All Out was hurt because WWE had – night of Ch- well clash at the castle and then the next day they had nxt earlier in the day people don't want to sit through a full weekend of wrestling and you know? i mean think about that that's a lot you know if you put on a three-hour show in the morning and then you have to sit through a four-hour show at night that's a lot to sit through so i could see wwe doing that and you know i don't think it was on purpose but aw and all in before that showed that Memorial Day weekend is a great weekend to have wrestling, right? So WWE's capitalizing on that, and it's also hurting the AEW numbers. Not saying that's the reason why they did it, but this is the same situation where they have, what's it called, the PLE the day before, and then they have the NXT TakeOver show, the day of AEW show, and it significantly hurt that AEW number. So, I mean, if it worked, it worked. WWE's probably going to do that every fucking time. AEW has a pay-per-view now. Oh yeah. And you know what they can't say shit because now going forward with collision when WWE has their little PLEs on Saturdays, AEW has a Saturday show. So I bet you just like you know, you said you ain't gonna take that shit, I guess they're not gonna take that shit either. So
0: <laughs> absolutely, I'm with you. A hey, good valid point, very, very good valid point. And I like what you said about impact is like impact's like McDonald's. It's there when you need it, left happy. That's right. And right now, I'll make McDonald's me say, right, it's like always, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, <laughs> Bakley, of course, high. And it's affordable too, aka the value menu. Oh, <laughs> it's very, very true. But, yep. Many you hours.
2: McDonald's are not having the dollar menu anymore. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. It's, right. Exactly. It's like a dollar twenty-nine value meal. Now it's not like <laughs> it's yes. business. Yeah. It is the business. Absolutely. It is business. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to how this is going to turn out to be. A battleground, you know, going through the card. We do have Dragon Lee versus Noam Dar for the Heritage Cup title. Well, you know, the, the cup, I guess, uh, uh Norm Done won a while back, then he came back with it. Yeah, of course, Dragon Off versus Jack I think that's gonna be a banger. Oh, that's that's gonna be a banger match. I like their feud what they've been doing. That feud have been you know, having as of late, and in NXT, it has been oh man, I can't wait to see these guys going to the ring. I think that's gonna be the match of the night. I am looking the visual forward.
2: of Dijak standing on the steel steps while dragging off was underneath was crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: British round match, yes. Okay, what's going on, Brent? Sunday fun day, yes, it is Sunday fun day. here on the COD, baby. And then, of course, we do have the triple threat match for the North American title Joe Gacy, Tyler Bate challenging Wesley. That's going to be another banger match because. You know, we've been noticing, you know, first the uh, team, uh, Wesley and Bate, and then Bate looking at the belt. See Gacy, of course, wanting that belt. So this is going to be interesting to see. And then we do have the tournament, the semifinals, and the finals happening the same night to crown the new NXT Women's Champion. And, then, of course, you have Tiffany Stratton versus Roxanne Perez on one side. And the other side, you have uh Laya Valkyrie versus J- Cora Jade in the finals of that will will face each other at that same night and be crowned a new NXT Women's Champion. The main event, of course, to end this feud. Hopefully, I maybe I think this is maybe I think it's a best out of three. I think this is a one more one more match. Probably will happen. which we have Carmelo Hayes defending the NXT Championship versus Braun Breaker, the heelish Braun Breaker, which I am loving so far. But man, what are you excited for And are you are you are you impressed with this card and? You Know what's the one that you're really intrigued and invested on, especially all these matches?
2: There, there's a lot of good matches on this card, it's a stacked card, just like we talked about with Impact. Um, first of all, love seeing Dragon Lee in NXT. I've been a Dragon Lee fan for a long time, love this stuff in Mexico, love this stuff in uh, New Japan. Dope to see Dragon Lee. I, I think that Dragon Lee and Noam Dar are going to tear the house down. Um, Dragonov and Dijak that's going to be a fun one, you know, they're going to beat the hell out of each other. Dragonoff is a hard-hitting guy. I think that there's word about him possibly joining the main roster soon. I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the case, I'll, I would have uh, Dijak win here, have Dragonoff move up. <clears throat> I'm really excited for that women's tournament, right? I think that it's probably going to come down to Roxanne versus Cora. We know they feuded in the past, former tag team champions. So, sorry, my voice is going in and out. These allergies are killing me. But anyway, that's- I, de- I think that it's definitely going to come down to Roxanne and Cora. And to be honest... To take the title off of Roxanne, just to put it back on Roxanne, I wouldn't do that. I I would have Cora Jade win. I think she's ready. I think she's ready. She's ready to have a heel title run. So I'm having Cora Jade win the World Women's uh, NXT Women's Championship. And in the main event, I know you said you want to see it go three. I think Carmelo Hayes wins. I think that Braun Breaker, it's time to move him up. I would have Carmelo's Hay- Carmelo Hayes wins. Bomb breaker's last match in NXT is a loss to Hayes, and then bring him up. Bring him onto the main roster because I feel like he's ready.
1: Mm,
0: okay. Let's see what J Man got to say. Cora, Roxanne is more likely looking in the final. Cora. Yeah, I'm with I think Cora is gonna win that one. Most sure, well, definitely. I mm-hmm. And I like NXT. is you can basically gotta say. I like NXT. kept Braun down to work with his <laughs> character before sending in. Yes. He needs to work on that. Heelish jerk character, but the bully that he is. I mean, it does it fit him. Hey, Kanye, does. You know, he needs some, he needs more work on his charisma. I mean, he, I mean, he'll get me wrong. He's there, but a little bit more, I think he needs. Uh, Carmelo has it all. I think he's he has he's a total package. No pun intended, Lex yeah. Luger. But man, I, I'm loving it, man. Yo, I'm with you. Allergic, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, mm, allergy season. That's right. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> words or it's
0: hell yeah, hello, hello. Mean yes, yes, hello. But yes. Uh I'm excited for yeah, Dragon and Dijack banger. I I do see I do see Dijack winning. I think Dijack needs he needs a win. He hasn't won a fucking pay per view, excuse me, pre, premium live event, how JD was saying. <laughs> Shout out to JD Russell Bread, but I would love to have Dijack to win. I mean, because he deserves that win. He, I haven't seen him won a pay-per-view event. It's been – I mean, PLE, excuse me, keep saying pay-per-view. PLE, but, uh, well, you know, I, I'm excited for that. Dragon Lee's debut against Norm Darm in a PLE event. I'm excited for that too. Oh, man. And I like that, that feud that we're having on this past NXT. Norm Darm, you know, having a Spanish book. He, he's like, man, trying to talk to Dragon League in Spanish and Dragon League's like, you know, I speak English, right? You know, I speak English better than you. He's like, Oh crap. He's, you know, I bought this twenty dollar fucking how to speak Spanish for nothing. You know, and Dragon League Spanish, I mean, English is very well. So I mean yeah. <laughs> Dragon League can speak English properly. Uh, I'm excited for that. I the triple threat. Oh, I might throw a curveball here, you know, Matt's not here, but I got a feeling Joe Gacy might walk out with the North American title. I got a feeling because Schism needs something. Right now, mm-hmm. it's dying out. They're not doing much with them. I know that the other two guys are, are planning to leave already. I think they put the put a release, but it was denied. So I could tell they're not really happy. And I could tell they've been jobbing out of some late at NXT. But they need something to going. And I think Joe Gacy's the guy for that to, You know, to go with it. Yep. So, I mean, Jesus, see, Dragon Out feels like he's ready to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think Dragonov is ready to go to the main roster. I think he has the absolute potential to do it. Gacy will win now and he's and that he's putting himself first. Yes. And I will love that. I think he'll put himself first along with with Ava Rain. I don't you know I don't mind seeing that and then having him with little small disciples here and there for schism. But I feel Joe Gacy might be the guy to actually catches off guard and actually win. So I'll be like, oh my god, you know, so I'm looking forward to see how that's gonna turn out to be Now the women's, oh man, uh, something I is too soon for Stratton. I don't think he should should go over. I know people are like, why? What the fuck? No, I, Stratton is too soon for her. to... Still very green, yeah, way green, man. Like look what happened with her and uh, Soruka. She injured Soruka during the match. Soruka got injured, and I'm like, come on, you know it's like, and then her moon salts are not accurate. And It is like. It's scary, you know. Something like, "Oh, you cringe." You're like, "Oh shit, you're gonna fuck her up." But I like Lyra Valkyrie. I mean, she is she ready? I don't think she's ready either. It has to be Cora and, and Roxanne. And I hope Cora. Wait, I think it's her moment. I think it's her time for her to become the NXT Women's Champion. Uh, the you know the opportunity was there. I know they chose you know Roxanne over her. It's fine, but I think we need a heel. Champion as of right now, and Cora Jade is a perfect fit for that, and I think Cora Jade could run with it as well. You need, you need to chase to you know to be more exciting. Uh, like I said, I respect you know Roxanne, love her career. You mentioned her, you know her, her credentials, former Ring Modern Women's Champion, but I think it's better for her to chase the belt instead of having it right now because it, okay. it kind of builds her character. I mean, I just, I mean, that's, I don't know, you feel the same, but I feel, that, I feel that. She needs that. Gacy will win now. Let's see. Okay. Definitely interested in seeing Joe Gacy. Yeah. It would be interesting. And I think Gacy needs that belt. So, I mean, we will wait and see what happens with that for sure. But, man, that's the battleground, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure on the cock on Sunday, five uh, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific, and 7 o'clock Central Time. So, that's going to be interesting to see. I mean, they're going to battle probably with the first one hour and a half against Double or Nothing because the Double Nothing is going to be like eight hours. eight hours. Eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking eight hours. I mean, but
2: I got a quick question for you. Yeah. You know, looking at his picture like right below me, I got to ask, what do you think <laughs> Donovan or Dominic Dijack is missing? Because here's a guy who was, you know, he tore it up in the Indies, tore it up in Ring of Honor, came over to NXT, was a part of NXT Black and Gold. Did amazing. Had some bangers with Keith Lee. Everyone thought he was next up. Gets called up. He's in that stupid retribution gimmick. (laughs) Or teabag, whatever his name was. And then he goes back down. And now he's in this gimmick. But he's still back to where he was, if you think about it, four years ago. Still in NXT. What do you think he's missing? And what could take him to the next level? Because he has the size. He has the talent. You know what I mean? He's a fucking talented son of a bitch. And he's a big-ass dude. So what is he missing? Is it the mic work?
0: I think is more finding himself as a character. I think mm. that's what he's missing. I think that's the only thing that it's not attracting the audience. Uh let's say they would have let them, how you know how we've known him in NXT, right? that you mentioned about him and Keith Lee, their feud, right? And then him. Let's say if we did not put him in that retribution, how do you think will he will the audience will be attracted to him? Just for him being himself. Yeah, you know, Dr. Kovic. Uh you know, annoying Vincent Kennedy McMahon. You're like, no. Nobody can pronounce that.
2: It's
1: called
0: Dijak.
2: Uh, pretty- I think it should have been Dijak all along because in yeah. Ring of On, you just do Dijak, and I thought that was fine enough. You know what I mean? The adding the Kovic or Dijakovic shit was a little too weird to add that. You want to make names easier so people can remember. You don't want to make them harder. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, I, I agree. Well, and Bakely saying that he needs a manager. They should keep him in this character. They should have kept him in the first character he was, which was the first character was just himself, right? I mean I'm trying to okay. remember, but like that was right. Was I a mean badass
2: Croatian, yeah.
0: Yeah. I like I actually like that character. Could do you F-C-R-I. feel that it, it could have been it could have been a run with it if in the main roster with that character. Do you feel that it could be? What do you think? I mean, it's I think
2: I, I liked his original character, you know, the F.C. rise thing. I, I think that this this terminator character is pretty cool too. But I agree with Bakley. I think that if he had a mouthpiece, you know, I'm not necessarily saying give him, you know, Paul Heyman. But if he had a mouthpiece, if he had a, I don't know, like. MVP, I would say. Yeah, that would be cool. Imagine if they put him with someone like Paul Ellering. You know, we saw what Paul Ellering did for AOP. That would have been a good, uh, you know, little tangent. But I think that he definitely is, you know, missing something. He's got all the talent in the world. And he has the size. Vince McMahon loves fucking big-ass guys. You know what I mean? Vince McMahon loves them. Oh. Meaty men, right? Mm, Meaty men, he loves them. <laughs> so yeah, him. I just thought it's was interesting to bring up. Because you know what? When I first started podcasting, I had a show, and it was only on AEW and NXT. And back in 2019, when they started this, right, and I was watching Dijet COVID versus Keith Lee, I brought up the same topic with my former co-host. I was like, you know what is he missing? And the fact that I'm still having that same conversation four years later, that says, you know, I mean, a little progression there.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's tough, man. I don't know what's really missing, to be honest. I'm trying to figure it out myself too. What is missing with this man? Uh, I, I I don't know if it's character I like this character, I know he just needs to develop it more. He's like your it's like I don't want to kind of compare him to it, but Fuck it, it is what it is. I mean, it's like Macklin. Macklin, you know how Steve Macklin is more like your Punisher guy. He yes. has that character. I feel DiJack is heading, like, almost similar to that. But I think something different. I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't base him on, like, a Punisher. I don't know. He's, can we say, like, more an assassin type of style? I, it's just, it's, it's crazy. I, I don't Yeah. It's difficult, you know. Let's see what Jamie got to say. Jack just needs a solid character, and it feels like, he, like he's found it. The big, okay, there you go. The big boss man-like character that kept him in a, seat a bit longer-to-build character. Possibly so, yeah, but he's not a former cop. I mean... <laughs> yeah. hmm. That's the thing, Jay, man. He is not a former cop. Or well,
2: he ain't I mean, from Cobb
0: County. Yeah, you know, he ain't even from Georgia County Jail, you know, like how, you know, big boss man was, he was legitimately from a guard in like, Georgia County Jail. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I, yeah, you know, it's, I don't know, man. It's... That's gonna that's gonna be a good topic to talk about soon, man. I hope we, I hope this whatever character he has now develops better. You know, honestly, he would have fit with the family with Joe Gacy, and he could be their muscle. That'd be awesome. That, that, yeah, that was. i like that should have been happening. That could have been their the muscle. That's their muscle. You, know, you have the both Don's, he, and then you have the, your muscle there. I hope they put him there one day. I hope they do. And I think – let's say if they package them three to the main roster, they will fit perfect. I think I, I think will fit perfect. I think it will be great just having that. Uh, Gacy being the mouthpiece of the group, that will be <laughs> – mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm with you 100%. Let's see. Macklin was a military, so he resonates with – okay. That makes sense, Bakley. There you go. Yeah, that's why he was in the military. That's why it kind of fits him as a punisher type of style. Was not Punisher in the military too? Wasn't he in the military? Something, I mean something like that. Something like that, right? But man, I'm excited for it, man. I I do you also feel like this is gonna be over now between Braun Breaker and Carmelo? Do you, you feel like it's gonna have one more match?
2: No, yeah, like I said, I think that they should end it here and then just have someone come up because I think both of them are they should have been up. I think both are ready. Um and I don't think Braun Breaker as the heel is bad. I think Braun Breaker as a baby face, is where the way to go with him right now. You know, if you want him to get some heel work, then you gotta dye the chin hair blonde. You got to put the chains on the head. You got to call him, you know, big, you know, nephew pump. And that's it. you good. <laughs> big nephew pump.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that. Really? Oh, I love it. All right. Now it's time for more predictions. It's not over, man. We got more. We got the night of champions. That's mm-hmm. what we got. But we're going to start it off, of course, with the women's championship, that's what we're gonna do. The night of champions, right here, happening Saturday, also on the cock PL. And I believe that was at uh, one o'clock Eastern, uh twelve o'clock noon Central, and ten a.m. my time Pacific Standard Time. Jesus Christ, it's ten o'clock in the morning. Oh, of course, because <laughs> I didn't being, have your coffee. I <laughs> know uh, I gotta be right and early for that. Yes, there you go, there you go. Yes, that's where. Yeah, the family. I think that would have been been perfect for DiJack's character yes being that crooked cop yeah okay with you that 100 j man but man it's let's get into the card of 90 champions this is by far what is announced i know we still got raw coming up i know they pre-taped smackdown for this friday because they're all going to saudi anyway so we're not spoiling that we're not seltzer we're not alvarez we're not wade keller I didn't even read it. I don't want to know about it. I'd rather just be a fan and watch it just like everyone else here. But, you know, we got Raw coming up. I don't know what other things are going to spice up. Uh, maybe they're going to add an additional match. Maybe so. There's room in your windows. that might add Trick Stratus and Becky Lynch towards it. They don't, I'm not sure yet, but this is a card that we have so far. So we're going to start up with this one. The Raw Women's Championship matchup. Bianca Belair defending the title versus Asuka. Of course, we saw the Oscar turning the heel turn. But it looks like it's the opposite way. You know? I don't know if you've been you know, paying attention to that I was late. The crowd looks like eh, I think I think we might see a feature. I, we called it a while back that we're gonna see Bianca turning heel. Maybe this is just the beginning of it because um, I feel like the crowd is more with Oscar. I mean, I know maybe I'm maybe my television is wrong, or I don't know what the hell's going on. But you know, this match is, I think it's gonna be solid. Uh, of course, Bianca's gonna retain. But uh I think this is gonna probably push the edge for Bianca to lose it. Like, fuck that. Ah! Like, just for her to just like go well, crazy, but who knows? What are your thoughts on the run? Who do you got at this one on Night of Champions?
2: I think that this could go one or two ways. I mean, obviously, there's only two ways this could go. But in my opinion, I think that it's time to pull a a heel turn with Bianca. She just broke the record, right? Have Bianca continue to keep shit fresh by being a heel and embracing that heel role, right? Maybe the Street Profits turn with her. They could be new heels, something like that. But I think that Bianca needs to switch it up and do something fresh. And she continues this historic title run as a heel. Or, you know, you if you want to keep her as a babyface, I think Asuka's do a title. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if Asuka takes the title from her. If you wanted Bianca to go down in history, she already broke the record for the longest women's uh, title run. So now that she broke it, why not pull the trigger? Give it to Asuka. I think Asuka deserves it. But but I wouldn't be mad because I'm a big Bianca fan, so I wouldn't be mad if she wins.
0: Ooh, okay. All right. Love it. Love it. Oh, man. I can't wait. I'm excited for that for sure. All right. Then we caught, of course, the Intercontinental Championship on the line. We did see what happened last this past Raw that happened, the Battle Royal. that – Mustafa Ali won and earned his title shot at Night of Champions versus Gunta. And, man, we know why. Of course, it's Saudi. It's, you know, the Middle East. Of course, it's uh, Mustafa Ali's, you know, side of town. Of course, it, he gets popped. But what about uh, – oh, no. I think you said it right. Oh, so I think you said it right. What about – what's his race uh, – uh, what's his fucking name? The guy who's with uh, – with uh, Jesus oh. Christ. You know One what I'm talking about. It? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Monsuya or whatever he calls himself. Yeah, Monsour. yeah, Monsuya. I don't think he's able to go back anytime sooner now with that character.
2: Probably yeah. not with that character. <laughs> no, yeah. Looks like they're probably he's disappointed fully adapted you. to that American lifestyle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, but before let's see what Jamie gotta say. People were calling an Oscar's return miss attack a heel turn, but must forgot that Oscar was he, was gonna get booed, but she's being attacked in Knox.
1: mm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Okay. But yes, we got Gunther and Mustafa Ali for the Intercontinental Championship match. Uh I'll go right. I'll go right away, of course. Gunther, I but I feel this match is I think we're gonna see a lot more of Mustafa. I something tells me, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, De Niro, but I feel that we're gonna see the indie side of Mustafa Ali and Gunther on this one. I hope we do. Yeah. Besides the entertainment side, I hope we get to see more of like, give me that PWG, give me that Ring of Honor, give me that indie type of style from both of these individuals. And and I think Mustafa's gonna put a hell of a show. I hope he does. But I, you know, knowing his entertainment side, oh, you got to smile. You know, be you know, be number one. Mustafa leave. Gunther's gonna be chopping the hell out of him. a Mania's gonna be happening, running wild. But Gunther, of course, gets the gets the win. And, but I think I hope this match, besides being the entertainment side, I hope we get to see the indie side. So I don't know. How, what are your take on this, dinner And who do you got?
2: Yeah, I, I think that this is going to be a great matchup. I know that um, I, I really enjoyed the the Gunther matches against Ricochet, right? Him going against like a high flying smaller opponent. So I think that that's going to be right up there with that. Um, I said it out on Raw Dogging with Mike De Niro here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. I said that I would have loved if this was Bronson Reed. He was in the last two people of that <laughs> thing. If it was Bronson Reed versus Gunther been a fucking banger. But uh, we understand why we're not getting that matchup right now. We understand why that they went with Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali's going to show out. He's going to get a good amount of offense in. But in the end, Gunther's going to chop the shit out of him. And that's it.
0: Yeah. Vince. Oh, man. Sucks, but oh well. It's it is what it is. All right, let me see here. What do we got? J-Man got to say, hey, Ali and Gunther's gonna be a great match, but definitely don't see. Ali, of course, not. Nah, no way. But it's, I hope it'll be, it'll be could steal the show. Who knows? Maybe so. All right, and then of course we got Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes, Mister Adversity. I would uh JD would say on WrestleBread podcast? but <laughs> man, we've seen this feud already. I the promos that Cody threw out, especially this past wrong that past you know you're in my you're no longer in my league.' you're, you're in my way. all this crap on I me. Mean, it's solid, uh, but I'm not convinced uh, but I hope we get Cody to win again. I but do it. okay, he did it clean, right? whatever. I guess it's clean. I hope this one could be better clean. A pin, actual, like, you hit your finisher and he doesn't kick out. And you, that's it. I want to see that. And I think Lesnar, what does his next friend to do? He's just getting a paycheck. I don't think Lesnar, does he care about this win? I don't think so. Does he need this win? No, he doesn't. I don't feel he needs the win. I just, we need to see more of the, like I've been saying it, I said it like a week ago. Two weeks ago, I said it. We need to see that ruthless aggression. We got to see that ruthless aggression of Cody Rhodes so he can be more hungry for the chase. Uh, but yeah, I, I got I got Cody, man. But uh, I just don't feel Lesnar needs to win. It makes no sense because then it, if it okay, if he does win, then we're gonna get a trilogy. I think we are gonna get a trilogy, but I'm money in a bank, most likely. But I, I, I say Cody. But I don't know who you got the how What are your take on? I know you covered on Raw, you know, you know, on Raw, dogging up the near ladies and gentlemen. So, <laughs> what are your thoughts about his promo?
2: And what do you got, winning? Cody's promo was fire. Cody knows how to sell people on a matchup. Because like, like I said, I, I wasn't convinced on this going for another matchup until Cody's promo, and I'm like, yeah, you know, now I'm excited for it. Cody does that. He's a hell of a talker. I think personally, like, not to disagree, but I, I think that. Brock doesn't need the win, but Cody needs the loss. Mm. And I think that if you're going to, like I said, go with the, well, Brian, you probably are going to hate this answer. Cody, was <laughs> down,
0: <Brian. laughs>
2: Cody needs to lose. and I'll tell you why. I feel like you're going to really need to break him down and build him back up until WrestleMania 40, if they are still going to go with Cody versus Roman 2. And the reason why I say that is if you just keep him strong, if you just have him beat Brock Lesnar and you keep him on top, and you have him go all the way another year with the same character without having adversity, like JD would say, then Cody's going to go stale. And I guarantee you just like in AEW, when the fans start to boo him, that's going to happen. So you're going to need to keep him special. Right. And how do you do that? You have him lost, you have him lose. you keep him, you know, a little humble. Right. And then, you have Cody eventually come back. He beats Brock Lesnar clean. But what, what's interesting about Cody Rhodes winning here? What's interesting about Cody Rhodes winning and staying on top for a whole another year? It's going to get stale. So you keep it fresh by having him lose and having to build back up. If you're just beating the fucking beast, Brock Lesnar is a once in a lifetime athlete. If Cody beats the beast twice in a row, then what do you do from him? What do you do for him to keep him hot until, you know, you know, next year's mania i know there's talks about him winning the money in the bank or him winning the world rumble two years in a row and as cool as that sounds i feel like cody will get stale if he continues this character with no adversity if he's just constantly winning so i think you need to break him down a little bit more so we could have hard times with cody rhodes and then cody rhodes eventually breaks out of it breaks through and becomes the world champion but you don't get that if cody rhodes just wins everything you gotta break it down <laughs> we, we need a Cody that's desperate. We need a Cody who is, you know, ready to do whatever it takes to win a matchup. And I feel like if you just beat Brock Lesnar, we're not going to get that. You know, what I mean, have him get destroyed. I don't even want this to be a match. Have Brock Lesnar fucking squash him like he did Cena at fucking Summerslam. Hit him with a couple suplexes. Hit him with a damn F five. Destroy Cody Rhodes. And then Cody Rhodes has to claw his way back. And now he knows what Brock is capable of. He's going to have to do whatever he can against Brock Lesnar the next time they face. Maybe it's SummerSlam. Maybe it's uh, Money in the Bank. But Cody Rhodes needs to lose this matchup. We need hard times, baby.
0: Oh, man. Oh, I, I I can't debate that. It's kind of difficult to debate that. But let's see what J-Man got to say. In my personal opinion, ready for this to be over, Cody needs to win. And at this point, put him in the money in the bank and have him cash in at some to win the titles. Uh, I
2: just said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
1: I,
0: I get you. I mean, it makes sense. But then that's going to be st- – that's gonna be stagnant, too, having Look. him to break down and then okay, him keep losing and then okay, then coming back and then started winning again, then ah, prolonging this. Um, I, that's that's the that's the thing prolonging this man's run where he needs to go is questionable. How's how can he be booked? I mean, it can. I get your point. I just feel that it, it should be like I'm with. Justin on this. I mean, he's get over with, put that man over. Fuck it. Let him be. But I don't see him. I don't know. It's tough, man. This is, this is pretty tough.
2: Jesus. To be honest, I think what would make it special is if Cody Rhodes continues to lose and lose and lose and eventually breaks him. You know, he tried to do things the right way. It didn't work. So now he's going to do things his way. And we see more of a heel Cody Rhodes. And then (laughs) that could be what keeps it fresh. Cause I'm still of the belief, and I'm going to tell you this right now, and if people have been looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm still of the belief that if you want Roman to go another four or five hundred days, you could do it. but you got to make Roman a babyface. You got to switch it up a little bit. And what better way to do it than the heel Cody Rhodes versus the babyface Roman Reigns? Different than last year's Mania at this year's Mania. I, I, I think that there's a way to do it without making it, you know, campy. But there's 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 a way to keep it fresh. Okay.
0: We'll we'll wait and see how that's gonna turn out to be. Man, that's uh we'll keep an eye on, on Cody Rhodes on Mr. Adversity. We'll keep an eye on him for sure. <laughs> All right, and then of course, I feel this should be the co-main event because it should be. And of course, we're gonna have crown a new world heavyweight champion. The so the finals were set as you have Seth freaking Rollins versus a phenomenal one. AJ Styles. I know you said it last week. You don't mind AJ winning, but do you stick with that still, or do you change your mind? Who do you have on this
2: one? It's hard because, like I said, I I am a huge AJ Styles fan, been that way for the last two decades. Right, First time I seen AJ Styles was the Asylum years for TNA, and ever since I was a huge fan of his. But for the sake of having a world champion on Raw, for the sake of, you know, having a world champion that is someone who right now is on the top of his game. Not saying AJ isn't, but right now I think that you got to give that belt to Seth. Seth is on the top of his game. Seth has been killing it every single feud he's in. And I think you got to reward him. This title's made for someone like Seth Rollins.
1: Mm, okay.
0: All right. <laughs> I
2: don't know. Me too.
0: <sighs> okay. I said it. Last week, Rollins is the guy. Look what's okay. What are okay? What remember? I said that Rollins has to be the guy now because you need him to market the product. Look what's going on now. He's in a fucking Captain America movie, he's gonna be in the a, a Captain America movie. Right. That's the start. That's why this man needs to win that belt. I love AJ, I'm with you too. <laughs> it hurts my heart to say AJ losing, but oh, but Rollins is the guy. Rollins is the guy, and you need to put him over as world champion. You need that second face for the WWE along with Roman Reigns. You need Seth Rollins to do it. He paid his dues. He's, you know, he lost all tremendously last year, constantly to now being, you know, lovable with, oh, 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 and now where he's at now. I think he needs this win. Uh, and like I said, he is the face of he's gonna be the face along with Roman in the WWE. And I this is gonna be a banger match, man. I hope this is I hope this steals the show. I hope it does. Uh, any any of these dudes can take it. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. I'm with you too. But I love you, AJ. But you're not that guy, pal. He's that guy, notorious dom. But the thing is, not for this belt.
2: Not yet. The camp that runs the camp.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
2: I don't think my whole life, I don't think I ever went against AJ for a matchup. I don't, right? It's I never sweet. said, hey, you know, I like AJ, but I'd rather this guy win. Never. No matter who it is. AJ could go against the Rockstone Cold and fucking Shawn Michaels in a handicap match. I'm like, yo, AJ's that man. I got to go with AJ. <laughs>
0: yeah. And we have to. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this is the first time we're going against AJ. Man, sucks. I, I me too. I've never gone against
2: AJ ever. Now if AJ starts watching this and then he wins, he's gonna be like, "Fuck yeah!" Disloyal. I know, right?
0: He's gonna start. He's gonna block us on fucking Twitter.
2: <laughs> you disloyal bitches! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, he's gonna fucking block us for that shit. So, what's going on, Lennox? Appreciate you for tuning in, brother. Hell yeah! Let's. <laughs> but Rollins has been, well, yeah, yes, he has. He has been. The wave and go for it. Absolutely, Justin. All right. Main event, of course, the Undisputed Tag Team Championship match. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, defending the Undisputed World Tag Team Championships versus the Bloodline for Tribal Chief Roman Reigns and Solo Solo Sequoia. We've been seeing trouble in paradise with these men. Uh, Even with that bump, like, oh, shit, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, about to spike the Roman. Right? I thought he was going to spike Roman. Uh, Who do you got, man? Do you feel that the Usos could cost them the match? Or do you feel they're going to lose? Or Solo's going to lose for Roman, and Roman snaps and snaps on Solo. What do you see happening?
2: I personally see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn winning the matchup. I see the Usos trying to help, like maybe Jimmy and Jay. The, the referee gets knocked down. Jimmy and Jay gets into the ring. They go to double superkick. Sami Zayn, Sammy Ducks. They hit Roman instead accidentally. And then you got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn walking out with the tag team titles. But now Roman Reigns wants to kill the Usos. And you can have that as the next feud. Roman and Solo versus the Usos. You really want to implode the bloodline? That would be a crazy-ass tag matchup. You could do that shit at Night of Champions. But I don't think that Roman and solo are going to win that match. I think that the Usos are going to cost them, but not on purpose. I think it's going to be an accident and then they're going to have to explain themselves to the tribal chief. And that's not going to go well. So
0: oh, I know I feel it. Like I'm with you. I, I feel the same. I feel that they're going to mess it up for the tribal chief and how you said. And then I think that's when we see him, you know, see all that happening, but man, I'm excited. Let's see how it turns out to be, man. I am definitely stoked and excited. Speaking of, speaking of excitement, it's about that time, ladies and gentlemen, because we're gonna get into it. We are gonna get into it. But first, I gotta bring this man in, of course. And here he is, ladies. Hey. And gentlemen. Here he is,
3: the you man could himself. Still, you can still use the Don Callis intro. I'll go. I'll turn heel with him. I'll turn heel with him. I will turn heel with him i do not need. <laughs> oh, you traitors! Drivers. I'm the not new a new b- trader.
0: Uh, just for that, yes, That's right, as The know, the trader, the backstabber, the invisible hand of podcasting is here, Matt Callis, as
3: Look, I'm backstabbing Kenny Omega with uh, with a nail. <laughs> backstabbing. I'm backstabbing him with this little nail file. <laughs> it was like it was like he could, he could have been more brutal, you know like bringing bringing in bringing in, in all the guys a little side note uh Nick Wayne uh somebody somebody we've met for, uh, at PCW he's gonna be making his debut with DDT wrestling oh so my. it's gonna be it's it's a big deal so it's a it's a nice trade uh maybe we should get Chris Brooks and uh, and Kenoscate the you know, let's get both of them. I think they'd be a great. They should change the name though. If Don, if Don Calles becomes part of the BCC, uh, they could. I don't know the Don Calles Combat Club. I don't know. Just go. He he should lean into it full heel. I'm I'm a bad guy too now. The DCCC, the Don Calles yeah, Combat the, Club. Yeah, Don Calles. <laughs> 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 the D triple wait the D triple C. That's what you yeah, got.
0: The D, the
2: D triple C. C. <laughs> the, <DC laughs> to the third power.
0: <laughs> i love count. that oh yeah and shout out to bonkers lfc what what are we doing what are what are we w to doing with roman brings belt in the next women's tag team i just want to make one belt for roman and put a don and and, and, and fire in the tag my ma- title match and unify the tag team titles one belt hi i'm new here well welcome if you're high forget to subscribe to the Tim network and cod we appreciate you for tuning in my brother but man, it is that time, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, the director won't be joining us today because he had a little, little things that happened, but he will hopefully join us on Monday. But it's that time, and you know the time. Yes, it is baby. It's time! It's time! It's beta! Dynamite. Dynamite that happened 96 hours ago. So we're on the road of heading into Double or Nothing. And, man, I'm excited. Oh, what the hell happened here? So let me see. But, yes, I am excited for Dynamite, of course. Man, a lot of things, man. Whereas we're heading into Double or Nothing. I'm, I'm fully excited to see what the hell's going to happen here. But, man, let's we got to get into the matches before we even get into any segments of it. So we're going to start it off, of course. With Big Bill and well, I called him Big Big, <laughs> but it is it is Big Big, yeah, Bill Big, Big Bill, Bill Big, whatever you want to give him a call. As he, as him and Lee Moriarty versus Darby mm-hmm. Allen and Orange Cassidy, and by the way, this is the first time these guys team up on television. Yeah, uh, they never teamed. I mean, they teamed up in a house show. I think uh, Tony Shaboni was mentioning in that. Uh, if you guys got the you know the commercial free one. You can hear them talk after they actually mentioned that. So I was like, okay, all right, uh, interesting. But well, I, this match was great, solid. Enjoyed it. Uh, honestly, I could see Darby and Orange be a, a hell of a tag team, running for those tag team belts. I could see that happening. It's it's crazy to see these two guys team. I never never thought about seeing them team up together at all. Like, and this happened and. We got spoiled, ladies and gentlemen. They teamed up. I was really – I was like, yeah, all right. And, but it was a good opening match. I enjoyed it. It was awesome. Great. Uh, you know, a shout-out to Big Bill, man. He sold a lot. He did sell a lot, and especially for that DDT, man. Look, there's a lot of things he could do with these two, the firm. Well, they're no longer the firm. Now it's just Lee Moriarty and, and Big Bill. But I feel that he could do a lot of things. They have potential to do wonders and heck, you i would even give big bill the fucking tnt title i wouldn't mind have him having a run you know why the hell not they it, it's just tony Khan's fucking booking man i don't know how they're that's the only thing that i'm really upset over. Not, not using him properly damn it not using him properly yes oh feeling that death row shirt oh that's right you're wearing that death row shirt or something matt is that you wearing it
3: I wish I was. No, it was De Niro. <laughs>
0: De Niro was the one wearing it. That's for a you go.
3: Back. <laughs> I'll take it away, Matt Callis. What do you What do you got on this opening matchup? So the most unknown person out of this match is Lee Moriarty, and I think this should definitely be the match for Lee Moriarty to kind of show off. Like, you know, what he could do, who he is. Cause ever like Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy, Big Bill, they're all very established names. Like what Big Cass was made his debut in WWE. I don't know, I don't need an exact date, but what time was it around? Like how many years ago was that Big Cass with with uh, Enzo more? Hey, that was like what 2017, right?
0: 2017, yeah. 2016,
3: around. Here. Oh, and then think about like the indie years before that. So Liam Moriarty is the spring chicken out of this munch. So in my opinion, because there's already big shoddy Lee Johnson. I don't know what's going on with him. But like people, it's easy to get those two guys confused, you know. So Lee Moriarty needs to do something to stand out from Lee Johnson. Like, okay, Lee Johnson's the baby face. I'm the heel. I need a different gimmick. of He needs a different gimmick of some kind. It's good that he's a bad guy. It's good that he's got green hair but I don't know what he, he should. He might need to do something about that Lee name, maybe like El Moriarty or something like that. As for Darby Allen, orange Cassie, I could definitely see them as tag champions after, um, after orange loses that belt. Cause Darby's pretty decent with promos. And the fact that they're both smaller dudes could mean that they both work in that context. It's like, what what's a tag team of two really small guys Like, maybe, like, Spike Dudley and some other cruiserweight. Spike Dudley and Rey Mysterio, or... Can you guys think of, like, a a small guy tag team? Like, like babyface small guy tag team. Motor City Machine Guns. Motor City Machine Guns? Okay. I mean, they're... I mean, there's a little bit of high-flying that, that both of these guys do. I mean, they, they're not 100% flyers, but they got some they got some top rope moves that they could do that's cool. They're not mainly back flippers, but they got some good, like, defense-offensive moves, like, you know, that stun-dog millionaire and the other stuff that Darby does. So I think I think definitely see that. And I agree, Ivan, with Big Bell being the international champion or the TNC champion. You know, we, he's, he's got a long... He's got a lot of experience, and I think he could build up a lot of baby face as a key old tag champion.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm with you 100%, man. I, I just... Uh, he, he needs better booking. I'm hoping they can book these two guys very, very, very,
3: very well. so mute, too. Did, did he, he ever cut any promos on his own in, back in his WWE days? Did they yeah. ever give him mic time? They did, but it was never good. Yeah. Uh, well, he's got... He's got his chance now to to like show himself these days. I mean, he's got he's got the school of Eddie Kingston promos. Take some
2: he cut some good promos in impact, I gotta say. Like he definitely got better with his impact promos. Which by the way, he should definitely be W. Morrissey and not Big Bill. Sounds like a fucking little kid's Nick Jr. show.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I remember Lil Bill. (laughs) Lil Bill all grown up. all grown up and committing crimes and now serving time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, oh, but man.
3: I got I to gotta say, I guess if he could do that, if he could cut some decent promos and impact, I don't know. I guess the only thing is limited is if WWE, I mean, will give up that name. Like how much, how badly does WWE want to hold on to the W Morrissey name? Like, no, it's worth every penny.
0: So, <laughs> well, no, that, I, I think he
3: decided to change it. He, yeah,
0: yeah. W more he decided to change it, um, but in WWE he was big cast. Yeah. So, I don't think he's gonna want big cast. I mean, he doesn't want to be recognized. as That I think he really reinvented himself like in Impact. To be honest, I feel like Impact did kind of help him in a bit, and I'm happy for him where he's at. You know, mentally, physically, you know, he's clean, and you know, he's about to get married, and so I'm happy for him. The guy deserves. You know, I just, he think he deserves better booking. He has tuned, like, toned up really great. And I feel he
3: has the potential. And they can do something with him for sure. I'll, I'll say this repeatedly because I haven't seen it as of yet. But I have not seen Pack or Kenny against the really big. I think they're cool against super heavyweights because the fact that both Kenny and Pack are, like, top guys. I've been wanting to see them against, like, your Lance Archers and your, and your Jake Hagers and your Big Bills. And your Samoa Joes, like all the all the super heavyweight, tall dudes, big dudes, thick dudes, all that good stuff. I want to see him against them. Because Pac, Pac's a high flyer. He's a little bit smaller, but he's like, you know, built muscularly. And he's got like the big man, top guy attitude. And Kenny is about like average average height, uh, muscular body. I want to see how he t- does with Big Bill or Lance Archer or Jake Hager. You know, so I'm still waiting on those matches. I haven't seen them against the tall dudes yet, and I'm still waiting on it. Mm, Okay. DeNero, take it away. What are your thoughts about this opening
0: tag team matchup?
2: I thought it was a lot of fun, and I think that there's a lot of good chemistry for uh, Darby and Orange. I'm all for making them a full-time tag team, but, I mean, I feel like Orange Cassidy is playing, like, roulette. Like, who's my tag partner this week? It was just Bandito. It was the best friends. It was Dan Housen. Now it's Darby. If you want to run with this as a tag team, I'm all for it. But you gotta keep that as a tag team. And then where does Sting fit in with this? I can I see
3: agree. I agree. I agree. Keep it as yeah. a tag team. And run with it. This is yeah. this is probably the best one though, I gotta say, out of out of the group, because they've been there. They've both been there since day one. So
2: No, yeah, I agree. I think that they would make a good tag team. I mean, think about the matches that they could have with like the likes of the Bucks. Um, even FTR versus Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen would be fun. This matchup was fun, though. You know, I, I'm not a huge, huge fan of Big Bill uh, selling for smaller guys. Like, I want to see Big Bill be like a fucking monster, just run through people. Um, but I'm not mad at it. I think that they make a good team, Lee Moriarty and Big Bill. I like them a whole lot more than I like Big Cass and Enzo. But uh, definitely like this team. Um, I just want to see them do something with them because Big Bill, super talented, like we just said. But Lee Moriarty, is he's a guy who, you know, this was a guy that was when Brian Danielson and John Moxley were talking about putting together a team, he was one of the guys that they mentioned. Lee Moriarty is a really good technical wrestler. He has good personality. He's good on the mic, and he's fun to watch. So I want to see them really do something with Lee Moriarty because he's the man. But overall, g- good matchup. Love the chemistry between Darby and Orange. And yeah, I I think that they should rump them as a team. You know, maybe Darby loses that double or nothing, and then we see them as a team.
3: Mm. I I gotta get, I gotta give one more, one more punch while the, while the, while it's down, while the, while the opponent's down. I gotta get one more kick in while it's dead. (laughs) But I'll say this, you know, not a curveball. I don't know. Maybe this is not really a, (laughs) you got got some Wickfield in you? I don't, I don't even. I have the ball somewhere, but this is this isn't really a curveball. I don't know. I'll, I'll let you guys determine if this is a curveball or not. But I'll say, oh, you're getting the you're getting the glove. <laughs> <laughs> so Mo- Lee Moriarty, for those who don't know or not familiar with the Sherlock Holmes uh, franchise, Moriarty is Sherlock Holmes's main arch enemy, his nemesis, like his equal in every way. So I think like either Sherlock Holmes like gimmick wrestler or a wrestler who is named Sherlock or Sherlock Holmes or just Holmes. Maybe they get Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Somebody who's got Holmes in their name or Sherlock could could rival with Moriarty because you know that when you think of Moriarty, you think of like the ultimate nemesis of, of like the the evil genius, you know.
1: The fuck?
3: There you go, Holmes. (laughs) Holmes, Sherlock Holmes.
0: (laughs) 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 All right. Then, of course, we got the women's tag team uh, matchup here. We do have Britt Baker, Hikaroshita versus the Outcast, Ruby Soho, and Tony Storm. And, of course, with the interference of Soraya. Of course, the outcast with the win, um, spraying Britt Baker, of course, with the, the with the green spray. But then, uh, of course, the attack. Uh, no, Jamie Hater, but because uh, she, she was injured. But we did get later on in that segment. Of course, Tony started calling out Jamie Hater, challenging for the AEW Women's Title, which we didn't know that's going to happen. Uh, it's already set for Double or Nothing. But man, I it was okay. You know, it was. It's crazy to see two former nemesis aligning with each other and what i tripped out is why was she not on the floor <laughs> Well, brit was coming out she was just on the floor and then she got up and like oh man what the hell's going on there but trip. yeah <laughs> right at this funny trip I don't know. but man it was it was okay i actually enjoyed it good good you know great. you know i just hope women make this book more man but we'll we'll get into that announcement coming up right after this but yeah uh man I enjoyed it. Give us your take, Matt Callis. What were your thoughts about this
3: tag team women's matchup? Okay, so for the match overall, for the match overall, it really reminded me of a good chunk of the matches, like your Raw or SmackDown matches during the Alliance Invasion angle, because a lot of those, a lot of those finishes were either interference or either like a slow counting referee interference. From help from the outside of an alliance member, roll up. They got their hand on the tights, foot on the rope, that kind of legs on the rope, that kind of thing. And the alliance got a lot of their victories this way. This is basically the alliance in the form of three women. So this is this kind of reminds it like they're not the NWO, but if anything, they're a lot more like they remind me of the alliance more. Like the WCW ECW alliance, maybe like, and not even women's alliance. I'd say more like like men's alliance. Like if this was like Dudley Boys with Stacy Heebler or, um I don't know, uh, Chris Canyon Diamond Dallas Page with the help of Shane McMahon or something like that kind of, it's that kind of psychology. Hikaru Shida, I love the new the new the new look. It's and the new music. Oh, it's so. Because she's, if you guys didn't know, since her Japan days, she's used the same theme song, I I think, since, like, I think a few months after her her debut with that traditional Samurai music. And this is the first time it's changed in all of those years. God, I think she debuted maybe 2011 or 2008 or something. Like, it was way back. And... And she had a, and I think it was soon after that that she started using that samurai theme. So it's a big deal. It's only just now, only in the last, a few months, that she has this intense new theme. I like the new theme way better. I got to get it on my phone. It's a good theme. It's a it it kicks ass. It's it's a very intense baby face theme. This is this theme is so good. It, It could earn her another title, another title reign. Not a long one, but another one. Maybe like about half the time. Maybe a few months. Maybe th- Maybe a three month reign. She's a she's that, that kind of champion. Her her and Soraya at at uh, at Wembley. That'll be a good match. I agree. That'll
2: be a really good matchup. As for this matchup, I thought the matchup was good. I love Soraya's work on the outside. She was, uh, I forgot who she was attacking. I think she was attacking Brit. And like she was beating her down, and then when the referee looked she was like, She's attacking me, she's attacking me.
3: <laughs> a very alliance, a very alliance, but yeah, I, good yeah. heel work for sure. The psychology was pretty good though. It's a good they've really established themselves as heels.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. I, I definitely enjoyed the matchup a lot. Um overall though, I, I like the fact that Tony Storm is standing now. I, I was hoping we didn't get uh Soraya versus um Jamie Hater. I don't know why I drew a blank there. I was hoping we didn't get that until Wembley. So I'm glad that Tony Storm is getting the title shot here because Tony Storm, you know, really good wrestler, and in her whole title reign she was just the interim champion, and she had a hell of a women's title reign. So I'm glad that she's getting a shot here against the uh, champion,
3: Jamie Hader. Guess what, guys? I think it's well, time for curveball. Oh, uh, here we go. She, I got one. Go. All Ready? Gloves, right? Like you could just use your hands. All right, hold on. Before you didn't anything, I gotta hit it. Oh yeah.
0: Curveball from Metcalf. Go ahead.
3: So, oh, here we go. Who's got it? That's my uh, that's my Ricky Vaughn. <laughs> <The> wild, <laughs> wild thing, Ricky Vaughn. No, so my curveball is. I think it would be cool if maybe they have have. This would be a good opportunity during the match. We could instead of uh, interference from uh, the outcast, we could have interference. I, I keep on finding looking for reasons to bring her in. Mayu, Mayu Iwatani interfering in the match to for in order for Tony for for Jamie to retain or something like because because that's that's a history that goes way back. Like because right now Tony Tony is a heel a hundred percent. Tony used to be such an honorable babyface that she didn't feel like she earned the stardom title because she won the title only because Mayu was injured. Mayu Iwatani was injured and she couldn't continue. I, she broke her ankle while like doing a, a spot, kind of like a skin, the cat type spot out of the ropes in stardom. She either broke her leg or broke her ankle ankle. So I think Mayu there, there's some unfinished business there. Like they had the rematch and Mayu either Mayu or Tony, I think Tony won and she felt like she finally earned the title. But now maybe Mayu could think like you've lost all honor. I want I want to see if you, I can teach you how to regain your honor or something like that, and it's like an opportunity, you know, for her to come in. Mayu just uh, Mayu is the current uh, IWGP Women's Champion, and she just beat she just beat uh, Mercedes Monet just very recently. So she's very relevant in the world of wrestling, like across the across all all promotions so it it could it could be a good lead up to forbidden door i think it that way you could have mayu and tony and there's a whole there's a long story there and they could use the footage from stardom to show like so you could see the other the past tony storm when she was like more when she was like a rookie starting out you know aw like, using footage not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> they are they very are. true very very true they, they it before for like for kenny they've used it for they've used it for kenny and they've used it for you know for moxley and they've used it for they've used some of it but i think this would be like this is the opportunity like this that i hope that they kind of shoot for it's a good opening up for forbidden door because i don't i don't know how many matches uh blood and guts is going to have upcoming so it all it all depends
0: well, we're gonna get into that like, after we're doing dynamite, we're gonna get into double or nutty the predictions for that for sure. But man, good
2: curveball. Hey, you know
0: what? I don't know. That's a good quote. Hmm. Hmm. I mean,
2: especially with Forbidden Door last year, if you remember with Forbidden Door, we didn't have new stardom talent on the show. I think if you want to keep it
3: fresh, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. Mercedes is on that roster at the moment, so it would be what a good you save though for the, the stadium show in in August. Yeah, they could do that. They they got to gotta have her debut for then so it could be like explosive and then we could tie all those storylines in. Because Mayu, Mayu out of the three is the one American audiences don't know enough about. She's the former Ring of Honor champion. Mm. And everybody knows Io Shirai and everybody knows Kairi Sane. Not enough of them know Mayu. She's the one out of the three. She's like... Not the Marty Giannetti, but maybe out of the like the fabulous freebirds. Maybe she's not the Michael Hayes, she's one of the other two of the fabulous freebirds. <laughs>
0: oh, Michael Hayes, that's right.
3: All right, now it's time to get
0: to this announcement. Thanks, guys. Yeah, oh <laughs> Jesus Christ, back to you guys. I wish I, I should have taken that clip, but oh well, too bad. I, I didn't have the opportunity. But this man announced. Because we heard it all on social media earlier today, that you know earlier that day, that uh, Warner Brothers Discovery announced that AEW was having AEW Collision premiering on June 17th, and on Saturday, on TNT, Tony Khan confirmed the announcement from Warner Brothers on all so- the social medias. But as you notice in the cover and the poster, originally there was somebody. Of course, that man, he is not there. Because I guess there was a dispute because uh, him and Warner Bros. are not getting along because of a dispute. Uh, there's rumoring in your windows about Aiden, you know, A Steel not, you know, bringing him along on the road. He's supposed to be hired back a couple months back, but he's working like behind the scenes, you know, directly with Tony Khan, uh, I guess via remote, not being at the uh, attendance. Uh, but a CM Punk is not liking that idea, so there's a right now who has the upper hand is CM Punk. And you know, I heard everybody's you know, thoughts, opinions about the whole week of this. I mean, it, 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 here's the thing, and I'm just gonna give my take on this. This man, this man created this to please the talents that he has under contract. You see that he has. We saw on that day on Dynamite made us made his, uh announcement. That he's gonna come back for Collision. We saw Miro last week. We saw Thunder Rosa last week. We saw people that are or who are disliked from the rest of the roster of all of wrestling. You will see these individuals exclusively for Collision. Now, is this a brand split? I don't say it fully, but there's certain yeah. possible that it could be some a, a possible brand split. Mind you, however, you will have the likes of how you see Orange and MGF make cross pass Samoa Joe as well, which doesn't make any sense. He's a Ring of Honor television champion, unless you're going to have him drop the belt to Ring of Honor and then have him move up to AEW, you know, to be part of the Collision uh, show or for Dynamite as well. I don't know what's the plans for that. Uh, you know, TR of course, they're going to be around most likely for both shows. So there's certain talent that's going to go to. Both shows, and there's some is going to be exclusively for that. Tony Khan decided to do that. To decide, from this is by my opinion. I'm just giving my opinion. Tony Khan, I feel, decided to do this. One, you have all these, you know, talents under contract. You can let them go, because if you do let them go, then guess what? They're going to go to your competitor because they feel like, hey, and you don't want to do that. You're paying them to sit at home, so you rather just create something different and have them to do something. Biggest question is, how would they have, the? also the talent could have the right to go, hey, you know what? I don't like this booking. I want to go home. You know, they, they could do that. We've seen that happen before. Andrade has done it plenty of times. Miro has done it plenty of times as well. It's, there. you know, the history is there. Even when, before they even came to AEW. They've done that yeah. before in WWE. I don't know about the New Rosa. Of course, there's... uh I saw on social media somebody said that Soraya was telling everybody to apologize to Thunder. Soraya, you know, obviously denied that. She never said anything of that. She's like, oh, she's pretty much mentioned everybody should love each other and get along with each other. That's all she said. She never said to – she never demanded the the women roster to apologize to Thunder Rosa or Thunder to apologize to the, to the roster. Uh, so I don't know what's happening there. But CM Punk, on the other hand, like I said, he has the advantage right now. He has – that by the balls, Tony Khan can't afford to letting him go with his contract because that's a lot of money that he's gonna let go, and let him to walk away with it, you know. And I, and you gotta see it in the business aspect of Tony Khan why he created this other show, was because to separate the asylums, the you know the insane asylum, putting him in, in one direction while he has the other other direction. Does it benefit him? Maybe it will. Would it benefit the Warner Brothers Discovery? Maybe it will. Uh, but there's rumors through the windows that I think it's all kayfabe. Maybe CM Punk is gonna show up. Next week they're gonna announce where it's gonna be at Chicago, most likely. And then they're gonna announce CM Punk the second coming. You've been hearing all of that crap. I personally, I like I said, I have to give it to Punk. He has the advantage right now. He has Tony Khan and Warner Brothers under the balls. And Tony Khan cannot afford of you know having collisions to downfall especially if you're moving on a Saturday where you're going to compete, how you mentioned earlier, De Niro, about competing with, you know, with POE events, with WWE, or even UFC events, or even boxing events, or, you know, you're going on a Saturday competition. This is tough. Um, I, like I said, right now, who has the advantage of CM Punk right now? And this could go either successfully great or it could go south. Because a lot of these talents has that grasp under Tony Khan. If I were Tony Khan, I'm like, "Fuck this!" Even though I lost so much money, I'm firing you. I'm firing you. I'm firing you. Who gives a you're shit?
1: You're fired. You're fired. You're, you're fired. fired. You're fired. You're
0: fired. You're definitely fired. You're definitely fired. You know, like, oh well. It, you lost. You lost. You win some. You lose some. You you have to. I mean, it's a gamble. So it's like, I just you I know he's doing it to please his talent. He, he wants that viewership, quite. You know, like you mentioned a while back too. That like last week, I believe we mentioned about what about the pop culture. People want to go out on a Saturday. How could that happen? Maybe would he be successful in the ratings? We don't. It's 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 a gamble. This is a big gamble because now just, Punk has mainly, mainly the advantage. He has the advantage, man, and the rest of the talent too. So I mean. I, I want to hear the Nero man because I, I know you've been dying to talk about this. I want to hear it, brother. Preach the words, the floor is yours.
2: You know, there, there's times where I look at this decision and I like it. There's times where I look at this decision and I think it doesn't make sense. Um, first of all, let's look at that poster. What stands out to you on that poster?
1: Uh,
0: let's see, uh, MJF and Orange Cassidy.
2: Well, what stands out to me is Miro has been bald for like the last year. They should have updated that picture. <laughs> <laughs> You're
0: right. You're right. I'm forgot about. No, i
2: joking. In all honesty, I-, I think that, you know, first of all, I like how they're playing off of the old WCW logo and stuff, the Nitro logo. That- that's-, that's cool. But, I mean, Nitro failed. So what does that tell you? I think that it could be a good thing for getting talent that you have on the roster on the show guys that we haven't seen, like Andrade, Miro, um, guys like you know House of Black. I was uh, in the ca- in the chat yesterday for the Tim King show, and I was saying how House of Black, won their titles, they were on TV maybe two or three times since the last pay-per-view, and it's been about seven weeks. What does that tell you? You know what I mean? There's no room for 150 roster members on a two-hour show. So I like that it's going to give guys opportunity. I don't like that it was, you know – that they're fucking letting CM Punk dictate this shit. I don't like the fact that CM Punk still has any say after what he did, what he did at all out last year, that motherfucker should be humble as fuck and be like, look, I will do whatever you guys want me to do. If I want, you know, this company to be successful, I'm here, whatever. I'll help you guys out. You should not have any say after you started the shit that you started last year. And now you're still starting shit. If you're fucking not going to wrestle cause Ace steel can't be backstage. Then you're a bitch, you know what I mean? And I hate that shit. I hate the fact that everyone looks at CM Punk like he's some fucking god of wrestling. He's a great wrestler, he's a great mouthpiece. And I even would admit that AW he, Dynamite
3: is an ideologue. He's an ideologue and he's a virtue signaler. That's what he I is. I would even
2: admit that AEW has not been as entertaining since CM Punk left, right? CM Punk brought a lot of drama and entertainment to AW Dynamite. But with that being said, I don't think that that guy should have the creative control that he has. You know, even Eric Bischoff said it, and I don't really agree with a lot of what Eric Bischoff been saying lately because Eric Bischoff be talking crazy sometimes. But Eric Bischoff said that CM Punk is worse than Hogan at this rate, and I would admit CM Punk is worse than Hogan with trying to you know if I don't get my way, then I'm going home.
3: Yeah. And it's it's. My, you took the words right – Eric Bischoff and you both took the words right out of my mouth. I was, I was literally going to make that same comparison.
2: It's, it's so apparent right now, and I'll tell you right now, if you look back and you look at Hogan, like, all right, so he didn't want a job to Shawn Michaels. So he didn't want a job to the Ultimate Warrior. Like, my man still went out there and wrestled the matches. Have you ever heard of Hogan, you know, not wrestling or holding the company up for hostage and all that shit? No. You heard that from other people. But Hogan always did business because Hogan was smart. Hogan didn't get along with Macho Man. Hogan did not get along with Ultimate Warrior. And guess what? They always did business. Hogan sometimes even teamed up with Macho Man. Why? Because it was best for business. So CM Punk is worse than Hulk Hogan in this rate. And I'll tell you this right now. Like I said, if it means that people are going to get on the show, that's good. If it means that AEW is going to be able to utilize that giant roster that they have, it's good. But the time slot, just like Rampage is a death slot, this is a death slot. Saturday nights, especially when you're going to be competing with boxing, MMA, and WWE PLEs, the ratings here are not going to show what you want the ratings to show. And I don't see this lasting for more than a year before TNT or Warner says, you know what, this is a waste of money. We like Dynamite, Dynamite's pulling in the ratings, but maybe we move Collision to HBO Max or maybe we move Collision to something else because right now we're wasting money on this and it's not really giving us a good return.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh man, uh, what about the rest of the talent though that I mentioned? Like, like you know, like Andrade, uh, Miro, and like, remember, like, how I mentioned their history. What are your take on that, too? Like, they, they also have the advantage, too, because they could walk out and say, you know what, I don't want to be a part of this booking.
2: I mean, I, I here's the thing. It's going to kind of sound contradictive. It's going to kind of sound hypocritical after what I said about CM Punk, but I do agree if you're an independent contractor, you should have say in what you do. But also if you have another show being made just so you're on the show and it's catering to you, I think that they should give it a chance before they, you know, just walk out before they don't like booking. And I also do like that there is a bit of a change in the booking team for, Collision there than there is for Dynamite. Um, it was announced that Brian Danielson is going to be on the creative team for Collision. It was announced that uh, Pat Buck is going to be on the creative team for Collision. Those are two guys who are not on the creative team for Dynamite. So it's good that we're going to have a different style and a different creative approach to Collision. But I do think that if you have Tony Khan making a whole nother show just to cater to those who he can't fit on the show, I think that you gotta, you know, at least give it a chance. If I'm Andrade, if I'm Miro, because Tony Khan could just be like, you know, fuck you. If you're not on the show, and if you don't like it, then go home. But instead, he's putting his ass on the line and making a whole nother show so these guys do get opportunities.
0: And yeah, I mean, Jesus man, you're a good point though. I mean, honestly, it's not kind. Of, you're, you're, it's valid, bro. What you said. I'm not saying. I mean, I know you're saying about Punk, but it's different though because it sucks because Punk is. He's the one that's getting paid the most. Yeah. You spend five million dollars on this man. Five fucking million. Of course, that
2: is shit. You, you to think be like- honest, if you think about it, they're not going to release him. So you're spending 25 because I believe it was a five-year deal yeah. and it was five million a year. So mm-hmm. 25 million dollars is a lot for one guy who's not on the show because either he's always injured or if he doesn't get his way, he goes home. That's
0: why Tony Khan created this show, because he has no choice to fucking be under, begging for him to, like, come come back, man. Come back. I'll have to create this. I'll do this for you. Come on. Hold day. And, you know, I'm pretty sure he did. That's, you know, I, yeah, i was just saying, as much as we hate it, and I'm with you, he's a fucking bitch, because now he's holding, he's holding Tony Khan hostage. He's holding Collision and Warner Brothers Discovery hostage is what he's doing. And he's winning. I hate to say it, but he is fucking winning this shit.
3: Well, well, I'll say I'll add another thing. I'll tack another thing on to CM Punk. Not just like is he comparable to Hogan? Maybe you could say Punk is like a combination of Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart because remember how much WCW spent on Bret Hart for to bring him in, and basically they spent all that money on Bret Hart and he barely did anything for what? How many months was it? A year? How long, Mike? How long was it that Bret Hart did nothing with WCW? He just showed up, said hi, and goodbye. You know, it was
1: about yeah,
3: eight months to a year for sure. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's a that's a long time to to get paid to do nothing. You know, that's meanwhile there's other guys busting their ass for barely a quarter of that that pay. But I'll yeah. I'll, I'll say this: one of the things to kind of consider is that. You know, of course, the company is bigger than any one guy or any bringing in new talents or this and that or any like three guys or four guys. It should always be focused on building new talent. Uh, I love hearing that Brian Danielson's on the creative team. It's good that we have younger people in the create creative than like older guys that don't have their ear to the ground. I'll give a reference back to the Jeff Carpenter episode when he was talking about, like, having younger people who know what's going on in creative. Because when you have older guys that have no idea what, like, musical trends, fashion trends, slang, and all that, like, I, like Ryan Danielson isn't uh, some spring chicken, but he definitely knows what what's trendy out there and what's, you know, what's going on and what, what audience is like. So, and yeah. he also has the love of technical wrestling and, you know, martial arts and wrestling promotions from all around the world. So I think his mind is, I think Brian Danielson's brain is probably more important than CM Punk's feelings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that. I like that. Oh yeah, well, so, well, yeah,
1: clip that shit. <laughs> I would yeah. really clip that.
3: Let's put we have to put Brian Danielson's brain more important than than how CM Punk feels or how many dollars you're gonna pay CM Punk. But hey here's my other curveball. I've got one in store right now. Okay, here this, we go. Let me play it. Let me play it. So if if you're going to value one talent kind of above like one talent just to kind of get a lot of eyes on the product or for it to go well, I'd probably just go above, you know, I'd probably want to go like above punk and onto somebody else, you know, and this is, and you have to think outside of the world of just wrestling. I know like WWE has has like bad bunny, you know, I like him better as a wrestler than a musician, (laughs) you know, no offense to the bad bunny fans. (laughs) I think I like what Warhorse said. He's like, I, I have a suspicion that all rappers are high flyers. <laughs> oh, no, trust me. I'm I'm staying grounded. <laughs> but um, I'll say, I'll, I'll say this. So with everything that's kind of going on in, like, I'd say alternative media promotions, because there's not just AEW um, and WWE. I mean... Just recently, like, the XFL's launched its, like, new rebirth, you know, and everything that's going on. Maybe Tony could, because everybody's kind of brought up Goldberg, but I think because of who he is in the media and who he is to, like, the mainstream media, I'd rather kind of, I'd rather charm Dwayne Johnson rather than CM Punk. He's probably way easier to work with. Maybe the che- maybe the dollars are more expensive, but you can't really put a price on mental stability or harmony, you know. Think about how how Dwayne Johnson would be to work with compared to CM Punk. Maybe he'll ask for less money just for maybe some advertising spots for the XFL or advertising spots for whatever movie he's in. So I'd rather I'd rather work with Dwayne Johnson than CM Punk after everything we've gone through with CM Punk as it is. You know, it's a better, that's a better personality. That's somebody who has priority street. And I'll, and I'll say this about CM Punk compared to, to Hogan. Like CM Punk's all straight edge, but he acts like he's on way more things than Hogan is. <laughs> <laughs> Word. It's like, it's like you're, you're more problematic than Hogan, but yet you don't do any substances. Maybe, maybe the, it must be the Pepsi he's drinking. Or something.
0: <laughs> exactly right. What kind of Pepsi he's drinking? That's
3: for yeah, sure. What, pe- what kind of, What kind of Pepsi is he drinking? But I'd say Tony should probably like mosey up to the Rock and Goldberg, and you know, like it doesn't matter if Goldberg doesn't have good matches. Maybe you could do some other shit with them, advertising manager, whatever the hell. Get get or or get, put him in a protected match, mixed tag, whatever. You could do limited shit where he'd be strong in, but and then Dwayne. Dwayne is is you know more Dwayne Dwayne is more mainstream than Punk is, I'll say. So I think he'd be the better the rock would be a better kind of person to to kind of if you wanna if you wanna just, just preserve the sanity of your roster and have somebody who's easier to work with that's probably worth even more than punk, I'd probably say they should should go over punk's head and just go on to Dwayne. And as and and then I guess for my last bit. I'll say for the time slot of Saturday night, maybe maybe some get mosey up a little friendship with Saturday Night Live. You know that's that's the thing. If there's anything that I think about on Saturday, because I used to watch Velocity right before Saturday Night Live started, I would just go back and forth between Velocity and Mad TV. And once once Mad TV and Velocity were over, I'd just go right to Saturday Night Live at eleven thirty for the opening sketch. So if anything, if anything, you got like, should, don't think so much. MMA and other sports you're competing with, maybe try to have get one of your guys on Saturday Night Live and get him in a movie or something like that. Put Kenny Omega in whatever, whatever film, and get him to host Saturday Night Live or whatever. Do something. Put MJF on Broadway and put him in Saturday Night Live. <laughs> put him in, put him in whatever musical with Lin Manuel Miranda or something. <laughs> Do something <laughs> like, like there's a lot, don't, don't think in terms of what could go wrong. Think of, think in terms of what could go right on the positive mindset. You but that's if NBC that
2: wants to work with AEW. I know, you know, their partnership with WWE might prevent that.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, our night live. Yeah. Let's yeah. See. And then, and, and then, but Dwayne nowadays, he's, he's, Dwayne is competing with the NFL at the moment. And then of course, well, actually has, he's working with the NFL. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, the,
0: the, the cool. Developmental. Because now he signed a contract that the that XFL is also a developmental for the NFL, just like the
3: USFL is like developmental for the NFL. So now yeah, they have yeah. that. So I guess I guess there is some kind of partnership because Tony's got the Jaguars. So if he's got any his scouters on mind for anybody from XFL, maybe Tony could get first pick of of the litter or something from whoever, whatever chicken, whatever whatever chickadees are ready to spring from the XFL or something. Like, oh, he, he looks pretty good from the, from the sea dragons or, or uh, the defenders, you know, mm-hmm. that thing. So it's, it's a big world out there. It's a big world. And this mm-hmm. big world doesn't have to include CM Punk. <laughs> it's a yes. big, you know, if you put the I'll attention be- on
2: MJF, their champion, like they are trying to put the attention on CM Punk. Maybe MJF's title reign wouldn't be so fucking lackluster.
3: Yeah. I, I'll I'll say this like Tony, there's plenty of fish in the sea. You don't have to you don't have to ask CM Punk out on a date. There's there's prettier ladies than CM Punk.
1: <laughs>
3: exactly, there is. Yeah, oh, there's man. more. than plenty of fish in the sea. <laughs> oh yeah, there's
0: plenty of more. But you know, eh, we'll see what happens. All I know is that we'll we'll you know give you guys an update and give you guys your thoughts of more updates coming soon of the announcement of next week. Uh, shout out to temple man i know that uh my apologies that he gets your your comments i yes i do know i do watch english premiere but yeah congratulations uh man yeah F manchester that's right just me mu baby that's right good job good shit good shit and yes uh cm punk he did do the same thing to ring of honor before he left and i think he went to WWE. uh yeah cm punk is the problem you know brian's mentioned of course hogan didn't do the job yeah for roberts or for or for um for perfect or Bret Hart, mainly, especially SummerSlam. Well, King of the Ring was supposed to be. What's going on, J.D.? Uh, shout out to J.D. WrestleBrett. Hey, hey, What's going on? All right, now we get into the false count anywhere. The joke the Tom Woo! Brady of professional wrestling, demon I don't care what anybody says. Jericho, I'm going to clip this for you. You are the joke the greatest Jericho of all time. You're the Tom Brady of professional wrestling because this match was fantastic. I think this match was fast. You know, match of the dynamite for me tonight because Jericho. I never, I, what have we seen Jericho take a fall like this against uh, anybody? And not only that, this is Roderick's childhood hero that he dreamed of having a match with and he had a false count anywhere, which was great. I enjoyed it. Great chemistry between these two guys. You know, Jericho being, oh man, Jericho is, wow, he's this smart, smart man. How to put, opponent is over man and the way how he did it great heel wise against Roderick of course towards the outside and then we see uh Adam Cole right behind Jericho and then of course Adam Cole attacking Jericho remember he was banned from the arena but never said outside of the arena and jazz no jazz were to be found because they were banned everywhere I believe so the entire arena even outside but so Roderick got the advantage here and of course with the win with the knee strike so on the outside, and I saw that uh, uh, Ref Audrey, Ed, she posted a picture of her like, oh, the scrape, the grass scrape, because it counted to three. But this match was great. I enjoyed it. K- kudos to the Joe Chris Jericho for putting over Roderick Strong on this one. I enjoyed this. It was great. It was entertaining and was wrestling as well. Awesome to see. You know, people do not give Jericho credit. What credits due when it comes to putting opponents over? And he has been doing it. By far, as of late. And I'm loving it. I am loving what Jericho's doing. And that's why he is the cajote, That's why he's a Tom Brady, a professional wrestling, uh, ladies nation gentleman, whether you like it or not. he is. he's the cajote, damn it, the greatest Jericho of all time. But go ahead, Danilo. Give us your take on this one.
2: I really like this matchup. It reminded me a lot of the old hardcore title matches in the Attitude Era where they go all around the arena. I love when uh, wrestlers wrestle outside for some reason. That's one of my, like, guilty pleasures when they, like, go outside. I thought that was cool. I love the fact that Adam Cole, like, outsmarted everybody. You know, he waited outside, and the the rule was he was banned from the arena, but it happened outside the arena. So really fun, awesome, awesome matchup. Really cool to see Roderick Strong get that victory. Quite frankly, that might be the biggest victory he had ever. He's going against a wrestling legend, and he beats him on national television. That's a huge, huge victory for Roderick Strong. I like this a lot. I thought that it made both guys a good, and it made me a little excited for the pay-per-view, even though I said it last night. Why the fuck is Adam? I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll talk about the pay-per-view when we get there. But anyway, good matchup. Glad Roderick Strong got the victory. Okay. Matt Callas,
0: you were excited, so go ahead and break it down, brother.
3: I'll I'll say, have you guys ever been to a restaurant where the food was so good you wanted to come back and try another dish on the menu that you saw? I was like, this is good. I want to come back and try this the next time I come back. Yeah, this is that's kind of what that is with this. Like, I got a different item on the menu, but I kind of wanted. I'm dying to try the other item next time I come back. So, my next item on the menu, because this is like the, the the sampler platter for Roderick Strong and Jericho, I want to go back for an entree of them one-on-one, just w- one fall, just a good regular in-the-ring match between those two. So, that's... I wouldn't mind if I saw that next week. I wouldn't mind if I saw that if they if they ran it back like a couple more times, you know? Like, I wouldn't... I don't think I'd be sick of it just yet. And... If I got to say something, if I could compare like also like a family to this, maybe like Shawn Michaels would be the the grandpa, Chris Jericho, the dad, and Roderick Strong, the son, Ooh. you know, this, the trilogy of that, of that long lineage, you know, maybe it, w- it would be uh, and maybe Ric Flair's the great grandpa. So this is. This is probably the third or fourth match in that in that generation, because since Roderick Strong's hero is Chris Jericho, think about when Chris Jericho faced Shawn Michaels, or when Shawn Michaels faced Ric Flair. Maybe you have to watch all four of those matches in a row, or all so three of these. George or uh, now uh, what's it called Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. Just yeah, thing. keep going back, going backwards. You know, Buddy Rogers versus um, Hackenschmidt or Gotch. And then keep going and going and going and going until we're back to the cavemen. <laughs> you know, like when but, the T-Rex faced um, uh, <laughs> the T-rex The T-Rex versus the Triceratops. <laughs> yep. We got to push T-re- Triceratops. I think he'd be good with the title. <laughs> He's good on the mic. <laughs> He's good on the mic. With the roll. Uh. No, but but I'll say. I'll say this is, as far as this match alone is concerned, this is probably either one of the best two matches of 2022, in my opinion. 2023! 2023. Man, see, this is how old I'm getting. I'm starting to forget (laughs) This is one of the best matches of 2023 so far. And I, this is probably my favorite match of 2023 so far. You could see the love that's been put into this and how entertaining they made it for all of us to enjoy. You know, they definitely both planned this out. This, I could see the same amount of love was put into this match that Ricky Steamboat and Randy Savage put into theirs with the planning, the execution, and just the sure respect that they have for each other put into the into the, the spots and, and everything, you know, the heritage. There might be even some nods to the past in some of the spots in this match, so this could be one that I am definitely down to watch two or three more times. Like there's there's a few AEW matches that I've watched twice, twice or three times, like uh, Pat versus Kenny Omega with the with the Iron Man match, or the or the Kenta and Lance Archer versus Moxley and and, and Omega, or the four way that match was or the tag team that one was that kind of had the same enjoyment that this one had. So, you know, I, I think the only thing I'll say is I want more. I want a second serving. Please mm. get, well, thank you, sir. May I have another? Mm. This is such good shit. Was good shit.
0: I ain't going to lie. This was really, really good. And every, both of you guys, what you guys said, nailed it in the coffin, man. Absolutely. I agree. Um, great booking the way how i think i know rod and jericho went over through this fantastically and they did an incredible job and um, and not only like to put over Roderick is what you need to do and they did it i think great this is a great way to do it i'm looking for i'm excited for Roderick strong's now running AEW, and
3: hopefully they do it great and i gotta say this honest statement my last thing is that I wouldn't mind Roderick Strong as a champion within like the next seven or nine months because he is a champion, a former Ring of Honor champion like like Roderick Strong. I wouldn't mind him holding, a, either of the top two belts, the Ring of Honor World Championship or the AEW, you know, because he he is a championship material. He is oh, yeah. he is, a guy, I, and honestly, like the NXT run, I think only because Adam Cole was champion is the reason why he had to settle with the North American. Title, but he—he he, in my eyes is a, is a world champion. Yeah, one of the best ROH
2: champions of all time.
3: Hmm. Definitely, definitely. All right,
0: yeah. So let's get into now the matchup because uh segments that I don't want to raise We'll talk about one segment, but but we'll get to it. but well, man, this match right here, Jungle Boy Jack, Jungle Jack or Jungle Boy, whatever you want to give him a call versus Rouge. Look, man, I'm gonna say I look. I don't know why the fuck that he took this match. I don't know why. I don't know if you guys, this was a stiff match. I don't know if people noticed it, but this match was stiff. These guys really beat the, Beat. I'll put it this way. Roosh beat the shit out of Jungle Boy. Roosh did not even sold for him on the chops at all. If you guys noticed the match, I had to go back and watch it twice. Just like I watched the Jericho and, and Rod, I watched it twice. I had to see this one twice. Because just seeing Roosh's fa- facial expression, <laughs> like, like, what? You, you're you a little biatch. Like, I'm not going to take it from you. And, and he did not. Like, I get it. I think all of us talked about it here a while back, that I know they're, the the four-pillar story is more like they're trying to make Jungle Boy, like, oh, man, they're really trying to put him over by being the underdog by him taking these type of challenges. But, however, I wanted to book them how out this, this one in this match. Hell no. I... I I get it how why he won with the course you know with the pull-up you know holding the tights i get it you saved your ass but you notice the aftermath of course he was still he was winded i i think for i don't know people notice but if jack perry was winded of this match roosh beat the shit out of him and then just see him just still laying down and roosh just like it literally made, it didn't look right <laughs> i don't know what the fuck happened here it didn't look right to me then going, we got Sammy coming out. I mean, first Darby. Then we had Sammy, or whoever was first, doesn't matter. Then they double team on Jose and on, uh, you know, Prince. I don't know what it is, uh, And then, of course, there was a stir down. And that was it. And CMJF, of course, looking at the screen, got mad, hit Renee Paquette's mic, and walked away. I, 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 I've I been saying this at the beginning when they started with this feud, heading into the War Nothing, make it believable. And I don't think this was believable. You really tarnished Jungle Boy on this match, in my opinion. I, I know I'm going to get shitted on it, but I feel that this match was no need for him to be, to prove anything at all. I just didn't rush the, even though I saw the social media them interacting, oh, you know, I respect you for taking the beating, but next time I'm taking that belt, even if, ha- if you have it next time. But it's just still like, this match shouldn't have happened. I think Jungle Boy should have been booked better, but you put a, a, a former Ring of Honor world champion like v- Rouge. I, I I don't know. I, I I this was a I don't know if this was a test or I don't know what it was, guys. I don't know if this was a test for Jungle Boy, but this match was stiff. And man, Rouge, <laughs> this is why Rouge's should be a, a world champion, especially if a Ring of Honor too. But man. Go ahead, De Niro. What are you what are your thoughts, man? I, I don't know what were your take on this match.
2: I I honestly thought that this made Roosh look a lot better than Jungle Boy. Roosh looked like the man. Like I, I've been saying it for a long time. Roosh reminds me, he, I always said he's the Mexican Kenny Omega. Like he is such a just explosive athlete. And I think that I wouldn't be mad if Roosh took that place of uh Jungle Boy in this main event at Double or nothing, but I think that Roosh definitely looked like a million bucks in this. Mm. Okay,
3: Matt Callis, did it work for you? I'll say, if any comparison I'll make is, I'd say Roosh is more like the Mexican Minoru Suzuki. He's just brutal brutality, the no selling, the punishment, the heel. Like, I think him and Minoru Suzuki would have a pretty good classic. Oh, moment. hell
0: yeah! Oh, I gotta hit. Hold on, I gotta hit it. I gotta hit it because he's.
1: Ooh! <laughs>
3: Oh yeah, that's a, I never that's even a...
2: thought of that. Damn. Me neither. A... Oh, my
3: God. That is a classic waiting to happen. Minoru Suzuki versus Rouge, oh. or Forbidden Door, Forbidden Door, get for everyone What I want, or get, or, or... put her... Rouge because any of the guys who are good strikers, good punchers, good kickers, I uh, martial arts dudes, I want to see how they do against Rouge because I think that would be a nice kind of change up. It's kind of. <laughs> it's kind of funny like like my girlfriend grew grew up watching cmll with her dad and seeing roosh there and she's also a big fan of riverdale so (laughs) seeing Mm -hmm. luke perry's son up against roosh and roosh speaking english on top of that saying enjoy me cabrons enjoy me (laughs) like we were i was laughing at that like it's roosh in english (laughs) roosh in english but uh I got this. This should like like it definitely made Rouge look very good, and I agree with you, Mike. You would be good in that four way because I think Jungle Boy needs to try on. I, I've been saying this repeatedly for weeks, but I'm not the biggest fan of the whole Tarzan gimmick overall because it, uh, it's too kind of Disney for me, or too kind of you know. I, I want to see something else from him, and and right now his persona doesn't seem to fit with it either. You know the yeah. way he. Microphone. He's wearing, you know, black jeans. When he's cutting promos, he's not in the jungle boy gear. You know, he, he's not a boy. He's definitely a man. You know, so and he definitely proved that he's a man in this one to take on, you know, Rouge. So I, I think it should be maybe this pa- match could be the first step on his path to a new persona, possibly. So I got a lot of I got a, lo- a lot of love for this. So I I think I think it's it definitely kind of showed Jungle Boy's kind of tough guy side, you know him against the the very violent dudes. So not that he needs it, but if somehow he gets extra pointers by the King of Pancrase himself and allies with Suzuki Goon, I think that'd be cool. Wow,
1: wow.
3: Suzuki Goon's no longer a faction, sadly, but Minoru Suzuki is still a wrestler, and he doesn't really need backup. <laughs> He's he's a one man army. So mm. there this is I think that'd be maybe Minoru Suzuki aligns with Losing Lobernables. You know, La Faction in would be kinda would be kind of cool. We'll see. We'll see. All right, your boy.
0: Very cool. Yep. We got Ricky Stocks versus Jay White We're short. It sucked that it was like kinda like a main event for Dynamite because uh, I mean, Jay White did a good job. I just, I, I have a feeling that this is gonna be a double or nothing event, a rematch. Uh something tells me that's gonna happen. They haven't announced it yet because we haven't got there. But uh I, I was meh. I'll be honest. I wasn't like, oh my god, that's just. I just was not feeling it. God, I feel sorry for. uh oh, Jesus, I feel sorry for fucking um, Jay White on this one. <laughs> why why are you doing this to me man jay white but go ahead i mean uh, deniro i don't know how you feel about it i mean there's nothing much we can really say about this one it sucks man
2: yeah you know all i'm gonna say i'm gonna keep it really short it was a really good matchup but jay white deserves so much more than this shit he's so much better than this and that's no disrespect to ricky starks but jay white's so much better that's all i'm gonna say
1: yeah
0: i mean yeah that's how I, i feel the same matt he's your boy man just like he's our boy
3: I don't know. You like this, his booking. I I think we've, we've had enough of this feud. There's gotta be, there's a lot more that these guys could do with other. This is, this is, I think we should see other people kind of (laughs) situation. It's not you. It's me, Ricky, (laughs) you know, this is, they, they got to end this feud and put these guys off with other people, you know, pair them up. There's a lot of other better feuds we could get out of these three, you know, overall. In fact, I'll even go a little bit further to say that Juice Robinson, uh, I want to see another side of him. I want to see him uh, going one on one with a, with another faction or other people, you know. I don't think these two need to I understand they're friends and they have a history at the dojo, but with right now at this stage in their career, they I think they're better apart, you know. And everybody's better apart from this. This is these are all people that shouldn't be together right now. They're I want to see them against other people one on one because you could you don't need a faction to keep it them interesting. They're so great. All three of these guys are great on the mic. They're great one on one. They don't need a none of these guys need factions or to be involved in factions or using names. Just their just their names alone and the feud alone and mic time alone is good enough. Give them mic time. Give them a a, a good opponent one on one. There's plenty of guys to go against. Jay White versus Miro. Jay White versus Andrade. You could do any of it. It, it it's endless. So so, and same thing with Ricky Stark. Same thing with with Juice Robinson. You know, the, you could get better matchups than this. You know, yeah. it's this is like this is like if you added uh, lots of salt to a salmon or something like that. You could do better than like a pound of salt on salmon. You know, we could have a better combination of seasoning and and sauce, basically. <laughs> But no, you guys just like a bunch of salt on the salmon. Oh this my is, god! Need a better recipe. We need we need some uh, uh, somebody else to cook this up. These are oh. great ingredients. These are great ingredients not prepared correctly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I describe this. These are these are such great ingredients. All of them are great ingredients, but you didn't prepare it right. Exactly.
0: Good good analogy. Shout out to the TK the
3: Banger podcast. The what about Tim.
0: What's up, Tim. Tim? And of course, Brian said he didn't know that gun broke up. Yeah, they broke up. They definitely did. Uh, man, it, I don't know. It's just for me. I, I just, yeah, please I, I, I get it over with already, for God's sakes. But now, speaking of not getting over, we're not going to get over this one because this is the one that, oh, 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 I know the people went netty for this when we got. The return of Adam a Hangman Page. And, of course, we did. The Don Callis was supposed to come out, give his reasons why. He said that he did it for, you know, Kenny Omega did him dirty, blah, blah, blah. And then Kenny was going to give his reason. Didn't happen. Kenny Omega's theme hit was the attack of the security. Of course, BCC came out of nowhere, beat up Kenny Omega. They were in the ring. Don Callis was gone. The Young Bucks come out with weapons. And then, of course, we get... Um, headman page coming out and him coming out uh Megan was looking at him like oh he passing him the broom with the barbed wire broom and man it was crazy and then oh man it's, it's it's insane it is insane ah oh, man but definitely 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 um but man let's let's talk about it man what are your thoughts about it go ahead Matt Callis.
3: So I think anarchy in the arena is a good match for these eight people in particular. Because I guess you, I want to say blood and guts for different people in the match. Let's switch out hangman with Kodobushi. I'll say it again. Or maybe you could switch out Nick or Matt with Kodobushi and have one of them go home and take care of the babies. You know, because <laughs> because three three guys out of the elite have, have got have got babies at home. They that uh, that need some love. So they, so you could switch in, like Kota doesn't have a baby at home. So he's got his mama, but you know, that's, that's, that's it, neither here nor there. And I'll also say that, um, you could switch, you know, you could, you could switch somebody out from Blackpool Combat Club. Maybe, maybe uh, Claudio for, cause he's got to defend that Ring of Honor title on Ring of Honor. You could put him in a singles match with somebody else. And sweat and put somebody else in to Blackpool. I don't know. Like I said, uh, Konosuke Takeshita or Chris Brooks, somebody like that in the in Blackpool Combat Club, and then save that for for Blood and Guts. But Anarchy in the Arena should be pretty good with these eight in particular. But I guess they gotta say Blood and Guts for a different a different group of eight or or ten, or maybe Blood and Guts will be will be five on five again. So they just will have. We'll have, I guess, Blackpool Combat. We'll have um, Konosuke Takeshita, and and then the Elite will have, will have Kota Ibushi, and then it'll be a pretty, it'll be a pretty fun blood and guts, and mm-hmm. yeah, and that's gonna be its own pay per view. I'm not sure which city, you know, if it, if it was up to me, I'd put it in Honolulu, you know, <laughs> <laughs> if it was up um, to me. That's one of the cities in America they haven't they haven't gone to yet, so.
0: Mm, yeah. I mean and then see what Brian gotta say. Is it me or does Don Callis look like an oil slick lawyer in the ring just as toxic? No surprise he turned on Oh, Kenny Omega. Oh yeah. Oh, oh we yeah. live baby. We lied.
3: Don Callis is a bad guy to the max, and that's what he's good at. He's 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 a good he's a good heel manager, and I think he'd be a good kind of guy to bring He's a good guy at introducing people. Like, if you don't know him, Don Callis could probably be the hype man to hype him up. Let me tell you about Konoski Takashta. Let me tell you about Chris Brooks. This guy kicks so much ass. You guys know nothing. He's next-level consciousness. Like, that's all you need. As long... Like, even if you don't have the footage, as long as you have Don Callis hyping him up and telling you about it, you don't need, you don't need Excalibur to do it if you have Don Callis hyping him up. So... Like this is this is the real god of pro wrestling, this is the real pantheon of pro wrestling, so <laughs> he, 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 like that. So like like any major, just like how Paul Heyman does it. So continue, yeah, Pillman Junior. That's another. That's a. That's another one to do because he's been there since day one, but he's been. I don't think I don't think. I don't think I've seen enough of him. And now they're paired, like, he's got a tag team with Brock Anderson now. But I, I got to think of what 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 he, they're going to do with, with Brian Pillman Jr. Because I like him as a singles competitor. I, lo- I loved him in L- MLW. He had a one-on-one match with Tommy Dreamer. Brian Pillman Jr., he, so much potential that I think AEW's kind of, like, passed over him for other people. And I, I thought he was going to be, like, a top guy from day one but you know what i i still have to wait to see what they're gonna do with them they got to pull the trigger on them yeah they're they they gonna have to they, they're gonna have to
0: pull the trigger and see what happens man but all right the north said he'll be right back but um in the meantime we're gonna start with the
1: predictions
0: yes as for we're gonna do the predictions for double or nothing there's nine matches so far that I'm looking at here. In the card, um, yeah, yeah, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, yeah, nine, nine matches. We have nine matches, so we're gonna get into it, that's for sure. But before we do, let me see what Brian got to say. All, all out of all of the older wrestlers, who could fit uh, to a T as a manager? Jericho was smart as he could easily be hype, Randy Orton could be low key perfect for a heel manager role, too.
3: Yeah, that's true. You want to answer that, man? What do you think? There's, a, there's a few of them. You know, it's the whoever really good in the ring. I like Eddie Kingston personally. I, I really like he. He still needs some I still want him to have a championship run as a singles competitor. But there's a way he could do a little bit of both because Christian still, Christian's still wrestling, and he's kind of like an advocate manager at the same time. He's Christian's got like one foot in both, and I think Eddie Kingston. And he doesn't always have to be a heel, you know. I think Eddie Kingston, because he's so compelling on the microphone, he is just as good as a babyface manager. I'll just give him the mic time. And then you could get everyone believing in whatever cause. This is the revolution. We're fighting for freedom. You guys don't understand. This is like when I got <laughs> to prison. You guys don't understand. We got to do this. You guys all with me? <sighs> like, I think I think Eddie would be good at that. That would be... Eddie Kingston would be my my personal pick for that. Cause he deserves so much I mean, I love him on commentary. I love him as as a singles competitor, as a top guy. I think he could really put over a faction. Imagine Eddie Kingston as like a manager for like Konosuke, Takeshita Takeshta or any of the younger guys. You know, I, I was thinking Eddie Kingston as a manager for Mara Fuji would be badass, would be would be perfect. Yeah, Kodabushi as a heel. Yeah. Yeah, that I'd like I like that as well. You know, there any anything that brings new talent in and uses and allows them to be used correctly. Because everybody just says, Oh, you know, roster's too big. You you just have to know when to throw it in at the right time. We've got like it's like a Chinese dish. I got more food comparisons coming up. So it's like a Chinese dish. Chinese dishes of food have multiple ingredients. When they come together, it creates a beautiful multi-layered flavor. Or Sri Lankan food also has multiple spices. And they create a beautiful, a beautiful painting of the dish when it comes together. And I'm thinking, thinking this is what AEW could be if you have the right cook in the kitchen, the right recipe. Because we have so many great ingredients, you just need a good cook in the kitchen. hmm That's right.
0: Now it's time to get into Double or Nothing. Let's start with the – this will be the first I, – I don't know if it's going to be in order, but this is going to be how it is. So let's start – oh, yeah, there you go. That's what I was sort of for. Yep, I want to get this out of the way. Might as well. TNT Championship Ladder Match. Wardlow and Christian Cage. Of course, we saw what happened on Dynamite. With um, the segment, Christian, you know, Warlo coming out in the beginning. He called out Christian Casey. are going to spit on my face. And then we see Christian, of course, coming out. telling him, you know, off the mic, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to take away your pal, blah, blah, About to spit on Warlo's face. But Warlord, you know, was choking Christian. Of course, Luchasaurus came in. And, of course, they beat the shit out of Warlo, putting him through that ladder. And then later on, oh, I'm going to beat him in his own game. I'm going to a ladder match. For the tnt title like warlow you are not fit for a ladder man of course you did win the brass ring a while back i know you did that but i i don't know man i don't think you're fit for the ladder you got an expert and of course someone like christian cage Ugh, i don't know about that buddy but man what do you got Matt i'll tell you right away who i got i think warlow will retain he'll probably power he'll probably power bomb uh luchasaurus from the ramp to those tables I think that's just gonna. It's just I'm not in. I, I'm gonna get shit on this. But I'm not invested in this match nor the feud. I was like, yeah, it's what it is. I don't care about
3: it. What do you got, Matt Ellis? I'll honestly say I'm actually gonna go with the wild card. I'll go with Christian gang the belt. Other than him being an expert in ladder matches, because like you know all those matches with the Hardy Boys and the Dudleys and all that experience, like that that's very apparent in there. They're definitely going to have a lot of references to that, but that could be the reason he wins. Just because I I know Excalibur is going to mention the fact that all the TLC matches that they helped make happen, he's definitely going to use a chair on because I think chairs are definitely allowed in ladder match. I don't think I don't think they're. I don't think they're banned. A lot of weapons are are used, so I, I'm pretty sure he he'll do a concerto on um, on a concerto on on Wardlow. But the other thing, the other thing that could happen is you know, or the other reason why Christian would be a good champion in this instance is kind of like whenever an older guy holds like a mid card belt and how they elevate it, like I guess more recently Tanahashi with the U.S. title and the never open weight title. Or Jay White with the US title or the never open weight title. Or if I go way back, maybe like 02, Ric Flair with the Intercontinental title on Raw. I think that's like another comparison. So, Christian, with oh, his long career, I think he could elevate the belt. I, and the fact that it's happening at a pay per view makes it worthwhile. It's not just a hot potato that they're doing on an episode of Dynamite or, or Rampage or soon Collision, you know, with that coming up. You know, maybe if they do kind of the same thing, because Christian debuted Rampage taking the impact belt off of Kenny. So who knows? Maybe maybe Wardlow retains, and then maybe one more match, and Christian takes it off him on the debut of Collision. They might do something like that, or somebody takes the title off Wardlow on Collision. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Brad, hey, hey, just show up with some flowers, you know, Go, go on the dating app. He's got that, what was it, this space or is it where Chris, Chris was making the, I forgot it was the duck Lips. The
0: duck Lips, yeah, the one that Chris does. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Now we move on into the AEW Tag Team titles, of course. We have FTR versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. You saw what happened on Dynamite as well. The return of Karen Jarrett. Oh, why? Ah, oh, I wish the, you know dinner. will probably will come back in a, in a few, but this. All right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I I'm liking this story. I gotta give, like I said, I'll give credit what credit is due. I give credit to to Jeff Jarrett, the way how he's telling the story, how he's booking the storyline, but this feud between him, them, and the FTR. Uh, yeah, this is like your TNA versus. Uh, I don't I guess if FTR is FTR, I consider WWE, but man, I yeah. I think, um, uh, you know, Briscoe will, well, Briscoe will, you know, well, he'll pretty much, uh, Mark Briscoe will just read, will be a face. Of course, we see FTR retaining, I don't see Jared and Lethal winning, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I have, uh, I have FTR winning, but this would be a good match. I think it's going to be a solid, good storytelling, to be honest. As much as, you know, uh. but go ahead, Michael. Who do you got on that one?
3: I'll say that, that FTR is definitely outgunned. It would be too predictable in my mind for if they retained because they've already had some, like, two other really good title reigns with this belt. And Jay Lethal has not held a single championship since coming to AEW, and he definitely deserves it. And then Jeff Jarrett, I guess it's, it's going to be more... Once again, I'm giving the same reason Christian should hold the TNT title, just because he's an older wrestler and he has a lot of history behind him. If whoever, whatever young team faces, faces Jeff Jarrett for the tag belts would really be elevated if they beat them. You know, it just needs to be... I think, I think whoever beats Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal at Wembley Stadium would be they would be huge who knows what do you guys think aussie open maybe it would be really cool for them to take the titles off jeff Jarrett. hell open. yeah but i yeah. remember to
0: have ftr and aussie open and forbidden door i yeah, wouldn't we
3: do that we could do that too but maybe it's just because of like jeff Jarrett's whole international you know he's been a name a while i know at, like pe- plenty of people know ftr but i think it would be for young wrestlers like i pinned jeff Jarrett i pinned j lethal i pinned two former world champions and we're young we're Aussie open we're so young you know blah 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 you know or whatever maybe whatever young tag team beats them really gets gets the rub onto and like we're on a whole other level we're 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 the guys you know what if this could also be a a curveball for you guys because you know i guess we could hit it one more time ivan
0: all right, let's hit, it. let's hit it
3: top flight oh but homeboys still hurt he's he broke yeah, his ankle i we gotta wait a minute before what was it dante and it was Dante and the brothers what Dion or the what's what's his name the other brother Dante and Darius Dari- was it Darius yeah Darius yes, yeah, Darius martin so because top, top Flight's been there a while, and they definitely deserve. You know, I think they should finally have have a have a win. So it'd be kind of nice to have. Yeah. what was the last go over the way FTR can win them back and add another rain? Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That's
0: that too. Yeah.
3: That's good. So I guess, and I think maybe, maybe if they have Briscoe again ta- as the ref for the for Top Flight versus. Jay, Jay Lethal and Jeff Garrett. He could be like maybe the manager for for them while pursuing a single. Like they could be like a, a small faction while he's pursuing like a singles, like title reign. You know, so yeah. so that, like that kind of thing going on. Who knows? It'd be kind of it'd be even crazier if you you had top flight holding another pair of tag belts or something like that. So it 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 kind of goes on. So there's a, there's a lot of different things you could do. But but I, I think I, I wouldn't be too upset with either win, but I'm just leaning more towards Jeff and Jay just based on that.
0: Okay. Love that. All right. And then we move on to the TBS championship. Jay Cargill defending against Kyle Valkyrie, which is official. I thought it was going to be on Dynamite next week, but it's not. So they're going to have it now on double or nothing. I think that's probably going to be opening maybe soon. But uh, – Look, I'm gonna say very brief. I think we might see the Taya heel turn heel, and I think we're gonna see Jade Carter going face. Something tells me she's gonna go face here. I don't know why. Does it fit her to be a face? No, but she could be. You know, I think she could fit to be a face. Uh even though it was a
3: face during the Nyla Rose angle. Yeah,
0: that's true. Um, oh, well, you're right. You're right about that, huh? Maybe she doesn't need to be a face, but I, you know. I think it's gonna be a good, good solid match. I see I see Cargo winning. Um I, I but I see Taya going heel mode here, attacking the refs, and probably giving Audrey Edwards the, the all hail by Bahala on Audrey Edwards. I think she is gonna happen at double or nothing, so I feel like that might happen here.
3: But it's gonna be a good solid match. I'm just looking forward, but who do you gotta know? I'm I'm actually going for Taya Valkyrie. I think just because of her past history with triple A, triple A. And impact. I think she really put would put the title back on the map, especially if she could defend this title and a lot of in other promotions and kind of really be a fi- like, because she didn't really have any title reigns during her during during her NXT run, and she she's had a lot of action in in AAA, but I I think her also taking the title off jade can give jade the chance to go to japan and and do what she needs to do over there with tokyo joshi pro so she could learn all the different styles like there's there's ladies in tokyo joshi pro and stardom that you know that are like the late like japanese female brian danielson's you know like like jade Cargill can face sayori she could face utami the red queen she could face you know the list goes on and on she could face riho she could face you know so many different people in Tokyo Joshi Pro and, and Stardom and a lot of she could face Kyrie, she could face Mercedes, like the list goes on. Um now Taya Taya could could whether they they have the turn or not, because it's like when Kenny won the the AEW World Championship and turn and finished his heel turn and became full heel. So I, I'd be I'd be on board for both a heel turn and a title change. So, so Jade could do what she needs to do, you know.
0: Mm, okay, interesting. Let's see uh, yeah. what Brad got to say. I that's want to see Jade
3: about it. Yeah,
0: I agree with that. I think that'd be great. I hell yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that either. We, we have where the hell? Where the hell is Mercedes Martinez? Damn, damn it, Where the hell is she? Damn it. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ! But yeah, I mean, we'll see what we'll, this matchup. We'll get it in. But what about this man? We saw, of course, Orange Cassidy. Saying hey, he doesn't have any you know opponent, I guess, for double or nothing. And then he told everybody, you wanna face me? Go to the Tony Khan's locker room. 21 people went in there and asked for the title shot. So they made that they decided to make it a 21-man battle royale for the, the blackjack battle battle royale for the AEW International Championship. Man, and I thought we're gonna get Kyle Fletcher, and I guess it didn't happen. I think it's gonna happen this week, uh for sure. But I think I think we're gonna see Cal Fletcher. Do you see any surprises? Oh yes. JD Japan. Yes, see her in stardom. I think it will be awesome to see her. That's for sure. Uh, but do you what do you expect on this battle royale? Do you see any surprises, Matt Callis, or what do you expect coming out? You know, coming into double or nothing in this battle royale from New Japan,
3: I think it's from New Japan mainly, but or New, maybe Japan, New Japan, the Ring of Honor roster. You know, there's a lot of different people that could that can come in. But I definitely want to see some of the super heavyweights come over, and and finally we could see some maybe maybe a, I'm just off the top of my head maybe Lance Archer, you know I wouldn't oh, mind. Idol, I, don't, right? I don't want him doing the job either to to Orange. I want him to get that title because he only had the IWGP US Championship, but I think he needs an AEW title on on, on board because he's been there. He was there throughout the whole pandemic. He's been there since he's been there a long time now and he deserves, and he's been in his careers even longer because he's been there since impact and he had a short stint in WWE. He's a veteran. So if there's anybody who deserves that belt to elevate that belt, I definitely think it's Lance. So I'd probably give it to Lance Archer because I think he could elevate it both physically and spiritually. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in terms of height, you know, I guess, I guess if you consider the soul part of the body, I guess he's he he has got a tall soul as well. So there you go.
0: Oh, Miro, yeah. Hopefully, we get Miro in that Miro, battle royal.
3: Yeah. yeah, Miro too. He hasn't. He's had the TNT title before, but I guess you know he could have a have a bit of a reign. Andrade, I'd be on board with that as well. You know, there's a, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of top. The company has a lot of top guys. You know. And if if I really want to get weird about it, what's gone on with Kyle O'Reilly lately? Is he still injured? It must be pretty yeah, bad. He, yeah, it's pretty bad. He's still up for a cool minute. It's, it's right. Yeah, so it'll be a while before I see Kyle O'Reilly. And that's a because uh, AEW has a lot of former world champions on the roster, but but I but my personal pick will be Lance Archer.
0: Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so let's go ahead and move on. We're gonna do. Oh yes, the good joke, Chris Jericho. What's gonna happen? The contract signing is this week coming up on Dynamite. Rumor is gonna happen. It's gonna be an unsanctioned match. That's what they're saying. So it might be taking place of that the unsanctioned match that might happen. So we got the good joke, the greatest Jericho of all time versus Adam Cole, baby. Man, this is gonna be a, a great match. I think I I'm excited because the chemistry these two guys have. And if Jericho could put a solid match, what he did with Roderick Strong, doesn't mean that he can't do it here with Adam Cole. And I think he can definitely do that here. And it's going to be, question is, who goes over? That is the biggest question. I here will have to say, it has to be, has to be Adam. I, you know what? Oh, I'm going to get shitted on this. I think this feud is going to continue. Something tells me we're gonna see this happening. So I, you know what? I got Jericho going over here. Yes, I got Jericho. <clears right. throat> I know, I know, I know. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> bullshit, Tony Khan. Because I know Jericho is doing better booking than you. But yes, I got Jericho winning over, and the feud continues. Who do you got, Matt Carlos?
3: Who do you got? So. I'm I'm going for Adam Cole, but I think he's not going to get this win unless lots of blood. Is, like if this is the end of the feud, if it is the end, because I'm kind of glad they didn't just match them up for like oh who's the who's the better wrestler da 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 da. It's more they made like they gave them personal reasons and hatred and and a, and a deep story because both of them are really good at that, you know both of them are both good at being like the main heel and the main focus of, of hatred or the, the up and coming baby face and the main focus of hero-ness they're good at being betrayed. And they're like, they're both like, cause I'm always good at being betrayed when, when it was like Marty scroll and, and the young bucks kicking him and him being fired from the bullet club or, and Chris Jericho was good at being betrayed when he was, um, when during the, during the festival of friendship with Kevin Owens. So they, they, they have a lot of, it's, these guys are great actors. You know, uh, don't be surprised if you don't see Adam Cole in a movie. If you see Adam Cole in a movie pretty soon, you know, he should, if there's anyone who should also make like the jump to Hollywood from the AEW roster, it should be Adam Cole, baby, you know, though, so, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Adam Cole as a leading man in a film, in an action movie, you know, cause he's, he's that kind of character, but, uh this match should definitely have a a lot of bloodshed kind of like with uh eddie guerrero and and john cena no no with john cena and and jbl like like that kind of level of blood is kind of what i'm expecting from this if it's not unsanctioned you know they're not saying lights out but they are saying unsanctioned and if if there is another match it has to if they're gonna have another match they have to make it Either maybe like two out of three falls, or you know, because like he did with like Adam Cole did with um, what's his name, with the uh, with with Johnny Wrestling Johnny Gargano, he could do. He, they could maybe have a callback to the Johnny Gargano two out of three, or the uh, AW. This is just my personal opinion, but A ha- W could have an equivalent to Hell in the Cell. You know like the rage in the cage or you know some some sort of bird cage something like that that they do where you can't get out of the cage and they got to settle it you know they had a cage match but i want something where they're like trapped in there and they really can't escape and you know you whoever wins is the one who settles is like the pure pure end of the feud finally so the next, the next match either has to be like more in ring because I'm pretty sure this one's going to be out the ring, so this is this one's going to have a lot of uh, weapons involved. So this is my guess, you know. Mm. I don't, I don't know if they're going to do thumbtacks again because uh, I mean, we've been seeing thumbtacks and broken glass a lot lately, so they got to, they got to try something else different with this one. Cause, Cause, like Blackwell Combat Club already has like a screwdriver and all this other stuff, so I don't know what they're gonna do with this one. You know, they're gonna have some different weapons involved if it's unsanctioned. They gotta try something different.
0: Yeah, I think um, this is gonna be interesting to see, though. Uh, I think, yeah, it's gonna be uh, something. <sighs> we going to see for sure interference. We might see the return of Kyle Fletch. I mean, of uh, Kyle O'Reilly, maybe if maybe uh, as a guess the, you know like a little cameo appearance along with bobby fish who might see like the, the return of the undisputed you know you might yeah. see that you know I think that'll be awesome to see just a little cameo appearance just to back off jazz maybe that'll be awesome we don't know the conditions of Kyle Riley don't know if he's okay bobby fish or, depending on him muscle work
3: who knows Ivan it could be like my theory of uh cause because you know he he uh Jay White probably doesn't forgive or forget, so it'd be kind of good uh sewing him into the storyline because I I would like Jay White involved in this rather than with Ricky Starks. It would be a better use of him in here. I want Jay White interacting with Jericho either as an enemy or a friend or an uneasy an uneasy friend, maybe a friend who betray, one betrays the other would be kind of interesting. I would like that. I want Jay White cutting a promo on both of them. So I think I think Jay White should be in this storyline rather than with Ricky. Cause he doesn't really have all that much of a history with Ricky. But he's got a history with Adam. And I've been wanting and and Jay White ha, was one of the the few Gaijin that was, you know, holding championships and, and you know, threatening people and being dangerous alongside Jericho. Maybe he could have had some jealousy over Jericho back during Jericho's New Japan days. So he could—it could be a call back to that. So I—I'd want Jay White involved in this storyline sooner or later with one of them. Oh, I think, this, I think I, I'm with you, Adam Cole, man. Adam Cole, Jay White with one of these guys after whatever is—is what. Whatever feud. I'll call that feud like the like an appetizer Walmart type of feud with Ricky Starks. That's like the Walmart appetizer feud. This is like, this is the Black Angus uh, entree right here feud. This is the, <laughs> you know. So, that, uh, that's what I'm at.
0: Awesome. Awesome. All right. And we got, of course, the AW Women's Championship on the line. Jamie Hayter versus... Tony Storm. This is going to be interesting. I'm excited for this one.
1: Uh,
0: can we see the debut or making probably like, I, I think Brad or Temple was the one that said it on the chat. I think it was Temple. Mercedes Monet interfering in this match. Maybe I see Jamie retaining but I see the aftermath. Mercedes Monet comes out and possibly joining the outcast. That'll be something to see. Oh, I'll imagine that happens, but I don't know.
3: Is she Mercedes has history with uh with Saraya, right? She's like had matches with her in, in yeah. WWE. Yeah. So there, there's a good reason. You know, that's a good way to bring her in, and, and a lot of eyes would be on the 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 women's division, especially with her in as a heel. So and then you know mayu would have a reason to come in because she's got a mayu's got her history with tony so and she now has a history with mercedes because she took the title off mercedes so mayu mayu has every reason to get involved in this you know even though she's like chant like she has the belt but she has a reason to get involved with this because she's got like an emotional connection to both tony and mercedes so sooner or later and Kyrie, even Kyrie shane's got a got a history with this too So So
0: what do you think? Who do you got? Who do you got? And do you feel like Mercedes might show up on this one?
3: I think she should. That's what I want to happen. And maybe I'm about 70%. I'm (laughs) going to be... I'm leaning 70% towards that. 78.9% towards the likeliness of her showing up. It'd be kind of... It'd be a bit boring for Jamie to retain, in my opinion. So I I think it needs to be... Because Tony didn't really they made her the non-interim champion like like first she was interim champion and then they made her champion so maybe it's tony's chance to really earn the really like feel like she earned the title the same way i guess i think that's the the whole history of tony with championships like her not feeling like she earned it and she, her just being handed it or not facing the opponent she was supposed to you know like she, her not beating Thunder Rosa or her not beating, my, my, there's a there's a long history there. Maybe Thunder Rosa might get involved. She's got a reason to. You could throw her in the storyline as well. That's true. we could see a lot of that happening. That, that Oh man, I can't wait for Double or Nothing. That's gonna be great. You know? They gotta make it. They gotta make this a big one. They definitely should have a lot. I I'm all for outside interferences. I could think of outside inter- interferences as. The Emerald Lagasse, bam, kick it up a notch. I think we got. A, even, I got an idea. I think we should use that as a, as a. The Emerald Lagasse's bam, kick it up a notch.
0: Okay. Bam. Send me that clip and I'll definitely use it
1: for sure. Yes.
3: Bam. <laughs> anytime, anytime. There's, there's somebody debuting. You know, just Adam Cole as the boom. Emerald Lagasse has the bam. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Gotta use that for sure. You just uh,
3: ask, bam, bam.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So that was Team Bad. That was with Team Bad, and they were feuding against uh, when it, when Soraya had um, Sonia Deville and uh, Mandy. Yeah, they had Mandy. I Forgot the name of that. Damn. I think was it. I forgot. the Yes, shorty yes she's still she resigned with impact so she's not going anywhere she is staying now here's a question with this one i don't know what should be the main event but i think this is going to be the co-main event in my opinion and that's going to be of course the anarchy in the arena matchup that is going to be the course the bcc and versus the elite the return of hangman out page who do you got on that one, Matt Callis? What do you have on that one?
3: It's a bit early in the feud for the baby faces to win. Because I know they definitely have a lot more story to tell. I mean, Hangman's a strong guy. And I get to finally see, you know... It'd be cool to see Hangman have some, like, alone time fighting Claudio. So... I hope Hangman gets a lot of one-on-one uh, fist with Claudio, because I don't think I've ever seen Hangman and Claudio go one-on-one. So maybe we could get that feud coming out of this. They could have a few one-on-one matches, Hangman and Claudio. But I think Blackpool should win this one with the help of Chris Brooks and Konosuke Takeshita. I think, and then with, um, yeah, or Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi... Everybody's going for Kota Ibushi as a heel. We would want to... I think it'd be fun to see the the Golden Lovers reunited as a tag team. Because that'd be kind of cool to see them against Blackpool Combat Club. Or you could throw them against whatever tag team. You could do a lot with them. But I think Kota... I definitely want to see Kota one-on-one with Danielson a lot more. Because he's got more interesting opponents on the heel side of the coin. So... I I uh, I'm definitely that that's why I think should happen I think Blackpool should win this one so the elite could win at blood and guts because they I think Anarchy in the arena was almost created for John Moxley because he didn't want to do Stadium Stampede so it's gotta it, this is how it's gotta be so I guess they'll do Anarchy in the arena Blackpool Combat Club will win this one just to kind of show like their dominance and legitimacy as a faction and Don Callis to give his reasons on why he's siding with them you know so i'm i'm going about cool combat club
0: Yes, yeah, in here i go with B- bcc i'm with you the is going to continue for blood and guts for sure but i know that Temple's saying that cody Boucher, i think I, I mean we all want that right but well, here's a curveball though matt callis your curveball is yeah, oh. Jay white causes the match to the elite Don Callis joining along with Jay White and Juice Robinson. That would you work. bring you bring two more other people. Give me El Phantasmo, come back to join there. Or give or give me the Gorillas uh nah, Now nah, 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 You know what? I can't. It can't be G O D because they got kicked out. Uh but I see ELP coming back. Him, you know, him joining with Jay White, a third member, fourth member. I'm sending you. I, would, I wouldn't mind having Lance Archer to join that faction or, you know, or someone else even like, oh man, yeah, Archer. Because Archer and Hangman has a past. I think that will fit. You have Jay White who has a past with Kenny Omega. And, you know, you have the Bucks. I mean, they you know, who do they really feud with? I mean, I don't know what other tag team you could bring that had a feud with them in New Japan. Uh, it all depends. I don't know. But the curveball could be maybe Jay White. Jay White. Let's say Don Callis is managing the Jay White. That will fit. I think that will fit perfectly. Even though Jay White doesn't need someone to speak for him because Jay White could talk on the mic. But I feel that Don Callis could throw that curveball to us. And we're all thinking probably Konosko Takeshita, Kota Ibushi. Or heck, what about Konosko Takesha, Kota Ibushi, Jay White, and... We choose Robinson. There you go. The golden, you know, you can have the the Bullet Club gold,
3: Bullet Club gold. That gold because Golden Lovers Kodo Ibushi. Because yeah. of Koda Ibushi, because he's the golden, the golden phoenix. You know, so Koda Ibushi. I'm I'm on board with that. I mean, given Jay White also has history with Moxley, because he's the only Jay White's one of the few people to beat Moxley during the G1. So that was that's also another another part of the story, as well. So you you could mix that into it. So maybe maybe Blackpool Combat Club could stay tweeners and they could fight with it. Could be a three way war, you know? Because Jay White doesn't have any reason to to be friends with Danielson and Moxley, or be friends with Kenny and Hangman because he hates all four of them. Well, I don't know if he's got any reason for Danielson, but he. It would, it would be good to see him against Danielson or Claudio, but he he already, he has a history rivalry with both Kenny and uh, and Hangman, as already in the past, and he's beaten both of them. Mm, definitely, oh man, I'm excited to see how this is going to turn out
0: to be. Uh, but I think this should be the main event. Something tells me this is going to be the main event, but we have to put the world title the event. It just it sucks that. It's just like I said, the story has not been believable to me. So, But let's get into it. The last, yeah, let's talk about it. The, the main event, the AEW World Championship, fate, a four-way match, MJF versus Sammy Guevara versus Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, and Darby Allin. Ah, oh, man. Look, I, right away, MJF. I'm sorry. I have a feeling that this is going to be the co-main event. Something tells me this is going to be the co main event for double or nothing. It shouldn't be that way because you want to build your title to be the main event, right? But because of the whole elite Bullet Club, I mean, the, the whole elite uh, uh, BCC feud has been really great. Now, with Hangman Return and everything else, I feel that this is going to be the co main event. I mean, I got MJF. I mean, this playing is super. Well, I think it's going to be a good match, though. It's going to be close calls. You know, like, oh my God, we could have had a world champ, new world champion. Uh, I think I think the psychology of this match is going to tell a lot of stories uh, within the three uh, three on one, and then within each other. But I think overall, and I think the way it's going to end is MGF pinning someone, which I don't know who could be any of these three guys, and they're all all four of them are beat up, and MGF walks out with as a, as a world champion and got lucky. But I think this should be a solid four way uh, four-way match. Who do you got in it with Mankalis?
3: So I'm either gonna go with Darby Allen or MJF. Jungle Boy doesn't seem like he's ready. I'm not ready. The audience doesn't seem like it's ready for a Jungle Boy World Title Reign. It doesn't. It feels way too rushed, too soon. You know, it's like making it's making him the bell of the ball too soon. It's it's not the time. It's not his time yet. Sammy Avara would be way too unpopular of a world championship. Like even in his hometown, I'd say it was like 70% cheering for him. Like I understand he's a heel, but like, like MJF is more of a lovable heel than Sammy Guevara is. So I think it's going to go to, it has to go to either Darby or or MJF because jungle boy, it's, I don't know if jungle boys ready when you're champion, you have to be on the mic. You have to be in their face you have to have a lot of people identify with you. Like a lot of people sing along with the song, they cheer for him. But it, he doesn't seem like a champion a world champion yet. It's just not there. I don't see him as a world champion yet. He's he's not he hasn't he doesn't have his world championship gimmick yet. I think Jungle Boy needs a new coat of paint before he gets that title. Yeah. So it's gotta be between Darby and MJF. You know, if it's going to be soon, like Darby, Darby has a lot of reason to hold it. And he's been, he's gotten the blessing from, from great Muda. Great Muda has given him great Muda and Sting and all these great wrestlers, like all, almost all the veterans of Noah has, have given him the love. He's gotten the rub from, from Mara Fuji himself in Noah. That's how much he's even learned a thing or two. I like Darby's Scorpion Death Drop too. That was badass. I like that he's using that too. If he gets the title with the Scorpion Death Drop, that would be sick. So, I I maybe we could have a have Darby defend the title against Marafuji, and that would be pretty sick. So, he's he's gotten the love. He's gotten a lot of love from like the diehard pro wrestler fans, you know. So that that's a lot of that's a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, so.
0: definitely. I, yeah, man, it's a lot of stuff, man. But it's gonna be exciting. Double or nothing is gonna be great. I can't wait. This is is gonna be a, a spectacular, tremendous. But yes, there you have, it, ladies and gentlemen, two hours and forty three minutes of fantastic time. We we broke down everything from Impact Under Siege. We broke down NXT Battleground, Night of Champions, AEW Dynamite, and also. Double or nothing. I know De Niro had little things to do right quick. That's why he, he couldn't join us very quickly to do this uh, prediction. But so don't forget, I mean, we'll be back next week. Hopefully next Monday we'll be back or during the holiday, depending on Matt's catalyst schedule too, because it's a holiday, a Memorial Day. Might recap, of course, double or nothing for sure. But um, and also don't forget to stay tuned as well here on the – besides on COD, don't forget once again to subscribe and follow on Twitch. Uh, you know, besides COD, Circle debate, also follow, as well, the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Also, we're going to be having the watch-alongs there for this upcoming weekend for Double or Nothing. And for, also as well, for Night of Champions. I don't know about the uh, the <laughs> the NXT uh, Battleground. No, of course not. It's going to be Tuesday, so we're going to be Double or Nothing. But stay tuned for that. Don't forget to subscribe and follow the Bloodline Entertainment Network, as well. And go to the sexy website, bloodlinenetwork.com. Make sure you go there and enjoy it. But we appreciate you all for tuning in. And, then all we can say is get ready for – enjoy the holiday, Memorial Day weekend, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of pro wrestling coming to you, a lot more. You still got even New Japan coming up still with the best of Super Junior still going on. The finals, I think, is happening that week. So it's going to be a lot of good shit. Uh, yeah, and yes, probably Hollywood Jack will be healed. Yes, God's super good. Yes, yes, it's yes, Jack Masquerade. Yes, the munch is good. I got munch. Yeah, all right, appreciate you for tuning in though. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's the host, of Steve, is what I've been seeing, of course, with Madinero, which he <laughs> left, but it's fine. But we got, we got the Invisible of podcasting here, right, right here. That, that is, that's right, he is there. And of course, here on the COD, here on the Blood and Entertainment Network, and Wrestling rest of the DeLorean. We don't just podcast. What
3: we do don't we just do? podcast. We make history. <sighs> history. history. Must be you do.
1: Goodbye. And good night. Oh my god, it's so great. Bang! Yes!